All right, you go to ideogolfer.com. What's see, so funny? No, because you're sitting there having to swallow your food to do a live spot, and nobody. I was waiting that. for the music to end. Whatever. He's not go burping ahead. though. Yeah, you don't want to cap on burp. anybody, pal. I don't burp. You're the I ultimate capologist. So we're gonna we're gonna ruin another live spot. No, go. No, I'm gonna have you go. Okay. Hey, you need to you need to go look at idealgolfer.com. Ideal. Something about a restaurant that we yes. both scratched our head over. P ones who work in restaurants and probably hoity poity. Hoity polloi. Hoity toity. Hoity toity. Yeah. Yeah. Hoity toity. Easy for you to say. Yeah. What was that first one? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually pretty, uh, that's not too bad. Rules are rules. I know the plan. But how is that affecting your life? Seriously. It annoyed the hell out of me. Why? Because you weren't on a cell phone? No. No, Rick. That's really being an ass right there. No. Because I'm I'm not an honest I'm not an ass. Okay, I'm when the rule when they say say when they say turn off your phones, I turn off my phones. When they say you can turn your phone back on, I turn my phone back on. But rules are rules, and I'm following the rules. And this asswipe couldn't do it. But again, so why why do you have to put in here? Well, wait a minute. Why do you have to sit in here and belittle me? When I I didn't do it, you did. You said, "Well, are you just mad because you couldn't be on your phone?" Because I know you're holier than now than the rest of the world, and I know you think yourself important. Oh, you're Craig Rosengarden. No, that guy was an ass. I have a mental disorders. Well, good morning. It is 8.15 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10 the ticket. Saturday, January 9th. That means you got the little tee box. That's Craig Rosengart. I'm Rick Arnett. We're with Avid Golfer Magazine. Check out the new issue. It's an awesome issue because we did a caddy confidential inside look at the PGA Tour and so forth. And when the subject is anonymous, they can be pretty darn honest. That's pretty fun. I've read it twice already, and I actually was even in the interview. Wow, really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good job. There's, and there's lots of little nuggets and tidbits. It's nuggets and tidbits. And the man who put it all together is our managing editor, also co-host of Country Force, which will be preempted today because the tee box, whether you like it or not, is going to 11 today because we have NFL football, a triple header. We're going to be like tee box heavy, Country Force light. All right. Another Saturday. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little earlier this time. How you doing at 8 a.m. this morning, pal? I'm good. Yeah. I usually get up about 6.45, 7 on Saturdays anyway. So. Yeah, but you do from your house, don't you? Uh, no, I've been going to the studio for the last probably four or five months. Really? There was about a three-month period there where Ty and I were both doing it from the house, but we decided that we just don't care anymore. So we've been going up there. How is it up there? I, it's Bleak. always pretty bare on the weekends right. anyway. So it's it really isn't all that much different. Yeah, it looks like that during We the just week. can't have... Matt, our producer, we just can't have him in the studio while we're doing show prep. Right. Other than that, it's no different. Anybody got anybody know anybody got a vaccine yet? I know two people. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple. Kern? Yeah, yeah, a couple doctors. Well, yeah, they should. The guy who yeah, sat like, across from me did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, first Dr. response. Sorry, Dr. Sorry, I'll get his. 
Yeah, they all did. Yep. Did they? Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. All I, right. I saw Chris Rock last week on CBS Sunday Morning, and he made a comment. So if you're thinking about whether you should get the vaccine or not, and he, they asked him, they said, are you going to get the vaccine? He goes, of course I am. He goes, why? He says, because they tell me that it's going to help me fight the vaccine. I'm going to do fight it. The, says, fight the illness. Fight the illness. He says, I don't know what's in a Tylenol, but when I have a headache, I take one. Good point. Because they tell me that's what I should do. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? Right on, bud. Yep, I'll take it. I'll I take know what's in a hot dog, and I still eat it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the go. vaccine. Multiple times. I bet the hot dog tastes better than the vaccine, though. Hey, we're bringing the lead today. We uh, are doing a virtual remote with a new T-Box lead sponsor, but PGA n- Tour Superstores. I go there. So do I. Love that place. I go to the one in South Lake because it's near my my homestead. That's the one I go to now because it's closest for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not one close to my house. I feel like I'm getting gypped. However, midsummer, look for one in your neighborhood. Really? Little okay. Inside Intel. All right. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So right now they have one in South Lake. They have two in Plano, one on Preston off uh, 121, and the other one off Accent and 75. So I love going there just because. If they don't have it, you don't need it. That's a good point. They have everything. And I tend to, it's funny, I tend to gravitate towards the apparel first. And then I go for equipment. I just want to see what's new out there. And as I'm watching the Tournament of Champions this week, I care less about how the golf is played. I want to see what the new... uh, New looks are new looks are, and they're and I'll tell you, man, those pants are getting tighter and tighter. They are. Wow. I mean, have you bought a pair of joggers yet? Uh, I got one for I got a pair for Christmas. Like joggers, like to wear, like to play golf and stuff, or they workout joggers. No, I got a pair to when Eric Van Royen Mm -hmm. wore them. It's like, all right, I'm trying that out. And you know, they're not like showing your ankles. (laughs) What in the world? I was trying to clear a phone call, and I somehow hit the emergency SOS thing on my iPhone. <laughs> you know, I've done I didn't that. even know it did that. That scares me when I do that by accident. <laughs> See, we add another person. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the same old stuff. So um, they're, they're, they're cool to play golf in. Yeah. They're not cool to work out in. I liked working out in them. No, I'm talking about the ones that are like the real joggers. Oh, got it, got it. That they, you Too know, heavy? No, they look like real pants here. Mm-hmm. At the, here, like people can see this. <laughs> at the waist. He's doing the, you know, the Green Bay and uh, you, you know, you probably so, should wear a belt with them, too. It's like, check. it's not not what joggers should be, right? So they were, they're cool to play golf in, and they they hug your ankles in the bottom, so it's a little bit warmer. Yeah. Um, or if it's wet outside. You or if it's wet. Yeah, you yeah, don't get your so, pants all wet. But, uh, but, yeah, I got sucked into that. I got a pair. Well, they have everything. They have every piece of equipment. They have anything. They even have tennis stuff. So if you're still into tennis, uh, they have that. They also if you're have still, yeah, because I never still. see anybody playing tennis. Ooh, I, I see quite a few. Do you? Ever, yeah, if you ever yeah. go play golf at like a country club, there's always always people playing I tennis. Guess. Yeah, Corby's yeah. kids play tennis. Yeah, play a lot of tennis. tennis. I don't hate tennis. I, I used to love tennis. Yeah, I, I've never played much tennis it's like the one sport that i never really played growing up <laughs> tennis that's one of the sports where you have to play with somebody with similar ability yeah we we were a tennis family growing up i liked I, it that to the brag montage I, yeah i was back i flipping hated it really? i didn't mind it because yeah. you had the little craig steps no it's just when you ever played against somebody else and you had parents it, the, the, they were the worst parents because you have to make your own calls worst little league parents yeah yes huh good 
Imagine kids making their own calls. Yeah. That's got it. And it was just awful. And so and I was I, I quit it when I was like eleven or twelve, but my sister kept going. She played college and my parents always played. But I there's no way I was gonna I liked watching it. That back in the day when you and I was the was the Ily Nastasi, Vetus mm-hmm. Gerolitis, mm-hmm. Borg Becker, Bar- Bjorn Borg. That was fun. Jimmy Connors. That was fun tennis. Back when they still had the wooden rackets. <laughs> Yep. Before, they, before they went the way of uh, golf. Hey, hey, one more thing about PGA Tour Superstores. And I went there yesterday to check it out. They have a free van fitting experience. So it sounds crazy when you're in inside a place, but it, they have, you have your own bay and you have your own fitter. So you can also go to another part of the store and you can you share a fitter. You know, you, This one is all one-on-one. And it's really cool. Does it cost money? Uh well, if you buy, and this wouldn't be hard to do, but if typically when people get fitted, they, they're buying something. Well, because if you can show how you can gain yardage yep. or hit the ball straighter, you're saying, well, why are you going to leave without saying, yep, I'm in? Well, it's normally 49 bucks for a driver or for irons or for wedges. or But if you buy... It's really reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to a la carte it, it's really cool. But if you want the full, full bag experience, if you spend, I think it's $500, you get the... Uh, Fitting, fitting free? for free. And it's almost impossible not to spend $500, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Just get one driver. Or set up. In fact, I was asking Brad. He's one of the uh, uh, fitters over at South Lake yesterday. I said, so what's the ratio, drivers to, let's say, irons? He goes, you'd be surprised how many people get irons. Really? So, and I thought people have irons that keep them four or five yeah. years, like me, maybe seven. But their driver is the one you could tweak the quickest, and you could put a new one in your bag and all that. So I was kind of surprised by that, but that's that's pretty cool. And uh, so head over there. If you spend at any of the three stores in South Lake 2 in Plano, and you spend at least 100 bucks, and you go to the checkout counter, and you mention the T-Box, you get $20 off. What? You get 20% off. Any, all you got to do is say T-Box. Yep. But you got to spend 100 bucks, and then you get tw- so you get 20 percent discount. How do you not spend 100 bucks in there? It's almost impossible. It's like a candy store for us, isn't it? <laughs> Two I boxes know. of golf balls. Yeah, I know. If I go like... in there, if I go in there and I go get a big bag of teas, for some reason I have. Even if I play at a club where you can grab them all the time, I have to have because I go to the range a lot, and so I get the the pallet bag of <laughs> of golf teas. But I never stop that at, at that point. I have to go peruse something else. You That's know, a nice looking you know, quarter zip. My, or... Don't buy any teas anymore. Not that you won't buy other stuff, yeah. but <laughs> so when my kid was bar mitzvahed, we had remember the old you were there, right? Yeah, it was, we had at the old Texas indoor golf course, yeah. which no longer there. Well, <clears throat> we had a whole theme of golf, right? So I bought ten thousand tees. Where are they? They're all in my garage. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're all orange tees. I got. I mean, I probably put. I probably used a thousand of them. Maybe two thousand. I like. Yeah, I'll send them in. I'll I'll wear. Them. I'll use them. <laughs> Tease galore, man. Just bring the bag into the they office. They all say Phillips Bar Mitzvah on them. But don't care. Yep. Don't care. And they're all orange. I'll recelebrate. <laughs> I'll recelebrate. So anyway, the uh, the marketing guru from PGA Tour Superstars Regional, Gabe Sammons, is a great guy to work with. And so we are working with this, and we're going to be doing a three-hour virtual remote for PGA Tour Superstars. So head over there again, buy anything for a hundred bucks. Sometimes you pay extra for that. Yep. Sometimes. Not today, especially Eli. You getting a talent fee today? I don't know. Are you paying me? <laughs> brought with donuts. With donuts. I, and, I, I brought donuts. I guess, and... guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. 
just remind him. Just remind him to put a little, yeah, a little sweetener in the next paycheck. There you go. Another donut? Uh, I got that. I got sausage rolls. I got donut holes. We got it all covered here. We have our current out here engineering. Good morning, you buddy. Good morning. Our good man Friday never fails us on anything. Can always count on Kern. Back at the station, I say the same thing for Jay King. Creator, some of the greatest opens ever. We just provide the material, and he laughs and writes. We're them all obviously down. way more e-break free than normal because he's got to go into the vault to get stuff for the opens now. That and I've been really, really lazy when we added the new show. And because usually the time that that new show was here was when I made the intro, the open. So sometimes I don't get as much time. Anymore. Yeah, it was it was somewhat abbreviated this time. I was okay. looking to sit back, put my feet up, hear about three minutes of screw ups, and I always know how good the open is by how hard Kern laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> or he'll get really uncomfortable. Oh yeah, this one. Oh, <laughs> not this one again. You guys are fighting. What's impressive was I played one of those fights, and he just goes within two seconds. He goes, "Oh, that's the airplane one." <laughs> I know. He could play Jeopardy of. Of our screw-ups. Yeah. He can get it in probably about three, three three words. And we also have DJ Ringenberg doing tickers twice an hour. Morning to you. Happy golf, gentlemen. Happy New Year. So we have a lot of golf to talk By about. By the way, today. did you see last night was the last Jeopardy show of Trebek. Alex Trebek? Did you watch it? No. So he, he passed seven days later? Mm-hmm. You would have never known, man. Oh, he's a, he's I, that was amazing. unbelievable. That was yep. unbelievable. Good uh, makeup. He still good said, see you next week, too. Good spirit. <laughs> he did say, see you next yep. week. Good spirit. I mean, he's he'll be irreplaceable. Uh, somebody will still watch Jeopardy. And yeah, they, well. And, they're, still, and they're trying to uh, audition the three finalists, the Ken Jennings. Ken and Jennings, the guy, I heard uh, that. Vegas, I think. I hear LeVar Burton, one. too. I'm sorry? I heard LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton? Yeah. Really? Where's he been? Uh, and then who's the guy from CNN with the... White hair. Anderson Cooper? Yes. No. Wolf one. Blitzer? Huh. I don't know if Anderson Cooper has a, enough snarky sense of humor. Because Alex Trebek used to give it yeah, to Yeah, yeah, All right. All right. Well, we'll check all that out. But, and uh, finally, we have anybody going to buy Mega Millions tonight? I'm thinking about that. Why wouldn't you? You Did, always do when there was one. There was million. one last night, too, wasn't there? Did anybody win? Was that the Powerball? Yeah. They're both $500 million. Yeah. I did not. Can't you buy lottery tickets on, like, an app now? No. You can't? I thought about that yesterday, and I was like, let me go online and Thank see. Thank God Craig can't. Why? Because I only buy it when it's $500 because $30 million won't do anything. <laughs> I was yeah. say, I love that we're just such children about it that you won't buy one enough half a billion dollars. You won't buy it. Like, like $3 million wouldn't be life-changing <laughs> for anybody. You're you not going to buy it unless it's going to screw up your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would happen, right? So I went on the website yesterday just to to see if you could buy them online because I I haven't been into a convenience store in forever, um, but I wanted to buy one. Right. I haven't bought a lottery ticket since the pandemic. Have you? A couple times. I really? go. To, I I'm not that adverse to going. But public I places. haven't I haven't gone. So With a mask, of course. I went online, but I've noticed. I get on the website and I and I'm looking and and they have a page for all the winners. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's won over a million bucks, they don't show their name or face. Good. Yeah. So it should good be. Too. In fact, I don't know why Texas still has that rule unless you go 
you have a mole go down there and cash your ticket. A ticket. I don't understand why they have that. Why do you have to out the person to screw their life? But yes, that'd be tough. Yeah, the uh, Powerball tonight, four hundred and seventy million, and nobody won the Mega Millions last night. It is now estimated six hundred million. Hey now, see now six hundred million changes my life. I'll do that one. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I have a rule. I have a rule. I will not buy anything more but than two bucks. Four hundred and seventy uh, million does not. Nah, it's not not enough yet. So let, let's hi- hypothetically, off. if you won six hundred million, would you would you shut down avid golfer? That'd be it. You'd retire immediately. You'd have to, right? Not me. I, I'm a worker. But I. But why? I, all you of our six hundred million dollars. What's the point? I would still do this show. I would. I would. I would find a way to Y'all make it. A- so full of it, man. No, you, you would not be up here on a Saturday morning when you could be like What's on that? a beach somewhere. No, he, no yeah. that's not Craig. Craig would definitely come okay. in. I don't yeah, know what he would we'll do. See, we'll see if he gets six hundred million would, dollars in the bank. I would definitely you would, be here. I'm going to say right now, I would. I sadly would would buy her and invest in all in everybody who. Look, I look at it now. As we had, we may have a, something happen to our company in the next couple months. I look at businesses to buy every day, and so I'm, I don't need it. I'm, but if I had six hundred million, I just look at bigger companies to buy, and I would, you Crazy, know, man. you guys. There is zero chance I would work anymore if I had six hundred million dollars. Well, th- then you should root for me to win because your job will change dramatically <laughs> if I did. Okay, and root for me as well. Uh, yes, just because I'll share the wealth. Because you're buying avid golfer if you win, right? Yes. You're damn right you are. Yes. I'll give you a deal, too. And, and some, <laughs> I, I feel like some people would think that that would make me, like, that it makes me sound lazy. Like, I don't enjoy working. I do enjoy working. I just, what's the point? It's $600 million. What are you working towards? You don't have to worry about paying for children you know what or I, paying you, you for know what I would a retirement. Or, I mean, you're at that point, what's, I would, like, you're getting a $1,500 paycheck every couple of weeks. What's the point? What's that going to do? Okay, for you? I'll tell you this. I'll, you will know when I when I win the lottery because I will buy the ticket. Okay. Whoa. All right. Why? Why not? Will you give Whoa. me a full time job there? <laughs> you have a full time job here, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, morning drive. Okay. Well, I can do both. <laughs> okay. As long as this job doesn't suffer, because we'll yeah. do the we'll give you the three to five thirty shift in the morning. Okay. Right before the music. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> He could lead off. Well, I, I'd say uh, if you could do it, I always enjoyed them having a live evening show. Yeah. After, after the uh, Test Sturm got started. Yeah, I always. I that. By the way, that's when I think. Sorry, Bob, but I think that's when you were at his best. I loved Bob in, in the evenings. I thought that was a great show. And I, I liked everything that they did at night. I even liked Big Dick Hunter at the time. Wild Ass Circus. Yeah. R.I.P. All right, it is 8.32 on the little ticket. Up next, we have an official PGA Tour leaderboard from Hawaii. But before we talk about that, let's get into the greatness of MetroGolfCars.com. Our good buddy Ben King over there, tour <coughs> manager, took, gave us a tour. And they have every possible golf cart imaginable. You know, if you don't think they have the golf cart for you, all you got to do is go to MetroGolfCars.com. Look at their current inventory and spend the afternoon looking at everything. Yep. Because whatever you want, they've got. And if they don't, they'll make it. They'll make it. Yep. It's all custom made. They deal with a lot of uh, 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 
big corporations. So if you see some of the uh, the local dealers around town, even like GM down at uh, in Arlington, mm-hmm. everybody uses a golf cart to get around. Nobody drives anywhere. Right. So they're killing it on that. They kill it on their on their on the golf courses, obviously. And if you're a if you're living in a residential community and you want to ball it up a little bit, put big spinners on the wheels. But and, whatever you do, get it lifted. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like right now, Club Car, which is they are a big seller, Club Car. They're one of the top ten in the country in sales for Club Car. You can go get one of the uh, any of Club Car um, carts, zero percent interest for forty eight months. That's nice. That's nothing. That is nothing. That's and nothing. And like you, you have a golf cart. Um, if, I if, love the hell out of it. If your tire blows out or something, they can come out and fix it for you. You yep. don't have to do anything. You yep. just call them up and they'll come out. And they're so they're awesome to work with. They're locally owned and operated. So give them a shot. Metro Golf Cars. Dot com everything under the sun for you and your golf cart desires. Club Corp. Check out clubcorp.com. They've recently reopened Las Colinas Country Club, and we can both say from personal experience they did a hell of a job out there. And they are redoing the, the driving range right now. And they have a little big shots thing over there too. I think they are. Yeah. It's kind of like Top Golf, uh, but Chad, the membership director out there is uh, busy. Because that place is getting popular. Yep. It's good stuff. So check out all their courses, not only around the Metroplex, but around the country. Because if you have a, a one membership, you get a half-off food, you get down some discounts on golf. And you can go to La Cima. There you go. Yeah, La, La Cima, Cima too. Or the Tower Club downtown. We are virtually promoting for PGA Tour Superstores, our lead sponsor on the Tee Box 2021. Glad I they're on board. bet they killed it in 2020. Everybody killed it. That was golf equipment related. Golf balls, golf clubs, golf courses. They all made a pretty penny. In fact, uh, golf courses have said it's the busiest they've seen it since 1989. So, there 1990 is when all the golf courses opened. If you go to the, any of the three superstores in uh, North Dallas, and two in Plano, one in South Lake, you buy $100 worth of uh, merch, and you mention the tee box when you check out, they will give you $20 off. Wow. Right. We ought to tweet that. Just by saying that. I think you should, yes. I will. Have you not tweeted it? You have more followers than I do, don't you? I don't know. I don't check. Okay, so uh eight fifty. Let's get into talk about clubs. People are starting to move around a little bit. Some big star names. Some somebody lost a big name. I was kind of surprised by that. And then at uh so at nine ten, Craig, what's M T L L T G? More to life than golf. Oh, okay, very good. I haven't used that word in a while, that, used that phrase, so I was wondering what that was. I thought it was some kind of another... Do you have a 910 brief, segment? No, Eli? but I could. Nope. But I could. I got nothing. Whatever, Whatever's you, on the run sheet that you sent us yesterday is what we're going with. We could with. talk hurl talk. We talk what now? Hurl uh, talk. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to hear that. <laughs> All right, Tournament of Champions. They're playing out at Kapalua in Maui, one of my favorite golf courses. I've probably played that four or five times. If you want to work out, go walk it. It's 7,400 yards, 75, and it's hilly as hell. But Well, it's on the side of a mountain. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> but you can, be, you can be awesome and hit longer drives than you ever had in your life ever have in your life because there's a lot of like 18 you just hit it down that speed slot nine yeah it's uh, pretty crazy but i love watching it because it's colder than hell here and i'm looking at the views out of hawaii and that get colder tomorrow or tomorrow too yeah what like 80 
No, here. Oh, here, yeah. yeah. Well, here would be ridiculous. It'll be really fun and enjoying watching golf tomorrow when it's going to be snowing, and we'll talk about that, I think, another time. But So here's what happens. Um, they take they took all the tr- uh, the champions of last year, but since they didn't have a big enough field, they took anybody that was that hadn't won and was also in the top 30, Any, whoever played in the Tour Championship. So Morikawa is playing in it. Harris English is playing in it. Neither one of those guys won last year. In fact, Harris English, the leader by a shot, two shots, has not won since 2013. Wait a minute. Morikawa won the PGA, didn't he? Did I didn't say, say Morikawa. No. I thought you said Colin Morikawa. I don't think No, I said, I said Hideki Matsuyama. I didn't oh. say that either. <laughs> 2021. Welcome to the tee box. <laughs> All right, so Harris English leading by two. Maybe the maybe the hottest golfer outside of maybe a Tony Finau without a win in a while. He's got, I think, out of 18 I don't know, Xander, Xander hasn't won. Yeah, but I think Harris years. English has had some higher finishes. He's been really good. I'm going to take Xander in that. Okay. Being, the, being the best golfer hasn't won in a, in a couple of years. Daniel Berger with possibly the most wheels off swing I've seen from a tour player in a while. Every time he swings, I go, that ball can't go anywhere. Do you find that with him? He just looks weird. It's all flattened he, out, yeah, laid the, off. The wrist bow is very yeah. pronounced. DJ has that too. Yeah, but for not some as reason, pronounced as He looks as like he Daniel wraps Berger. it around his, his waist almost. I, I just, I think. He's one of the few pros that when he swings hard, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, he goes after it. Uh, Colin Morikawa, he's also a 12-under. He's a guy who never looks like he ever swings hard to me. I love his swing. Ryan Palmer. Got him on both my fantasy. So here's an interesting thing. We both took him. Yep. And I thought, and when I watched yesterday as he was playing really, really well, I said, all right, this is pretty cool. And then I looked on DraftKings to see who picked whom, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know he was the second highest picked guy? Well, seven thousand dollars. But it's even cheap. still, did you did you see that coming? No. Good lord, he's number two, number one. Care to pick who was the number one picked guy based on prices and anything else, Eli? For this week, yeah. Mm. Justin Thomas, John Rom, uh, who's not playing. Yeah, he is. John Rom, he's tied for tenth. Yeah, John Rom. <laughs> John Rahm was middle of the pack at best by 14%. Okay, who's one? Justin Thomas was number one at 28%. Ryan Palmer was at 26%. How about that? Number two. I, I was like, wow, really? I thought we had one over everybody. Speaking of Justin Thomas, he is also tied for second at 12 under. Xander Shoffley had a uh, eagle. Must have made about a 40-foot eagle putt on 18. He's at 11 under. Brendan Todd, who doesn't hit the ball very far, but, man, that guy can score. He's 11 under. Patrick Reed's 11 under. Justin Dustin Johnson went from 71 to 65. So he shoots, shoots a 65 yesterday. It's a par 73. And they said he didn't make a putt longer than 10 feet. And he shot a 65. Bad. You have that in your DNA, Eli? No. I didn't think so. Neither, neither do I. John Rahm's at 10 under. Scotty Scheffler, who did not win last year, but he was in the top 30. He broke his beloved Nike three-wood. He's had it since 2011. Wow. Finally broke it and had to go to something new. Can you imagine a tour pro the hitting fa- something that's nine it? years old? That's the, not a putter. The and face caved in on it? I'm not sure if it was that. And he's, shaft. what, 25, 24? Yeah. So he had that since he was 15? Yeah. 
back when you used to play with your kid. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Neiman, 10 under. Carlos Ortiz, 10 under. There's a Webb Simpson who also has a, a swing, a PGA Tour swing that I just don't understand. I mean, he he slashes at it. He's uh, he's at 9 under. He fell apart because he was actually leading the tournament early well, yesterday. That happens. Yeah. Adam Scott, 7 under. Let's, Let's go down to my team. <laughs> Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, he's I only him. got in the field at two over par. Sure, I got him. He's a two over. Who's in next to last? Mackenzie Hughes. Yep, I got him. Yep. <laughs> Who's in fourth to last? T- Tony Fino. Yep, I got him. You got Who's Kevin Kisner, too, don't yes, you? Yes, I got him. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell? You suck. <laughs> anyway, they'll play two more rounds. I-, I just watch it mostly for the scenery. I picked a team. So I picked a team that I cared about, which is right on the verge of being in the money. And I picked a team, given the pandemic and everything else, of all the guys, my top six guys who shouldn't have been here. That hadn't won, but still were in here. Hideki Matsanda didn't win. Mackenzie Hughes didn't win. Tony Finell didn't win. Kevin Kisner didn't win. Scotty Scheffler. So I took those four plus two guys, two other guys who didn't win. Worked out well for you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but again, I'm I'm it's watching I'm watching some of the uh, the outfits. So Bryson DeChambeau is wearing this palm tree. I know he gets paid to wear it. What is it's it? What Puma brand bit. is it? Puma. Puma? I would yeah. guess it's Puma. Yeah. But it looks like hell. No offense to Puma. It just doesn't. Well, look it bad. is offense to Puma. It looks like hell, Puma. But somebody's gonna buy it. Will they? Probably. I didn't think it was that bad. I've seen worse. Would you buy it? No. Mm, probably not. If I was going to go play in Hawaii, maybe. It's, you know, kind of beachy. I kind of miss that. Uh, what if it goes on I wouldn't, closeout? I wouldn't wear it to go play like at Lake Arlington. What if it goes know, on closeout? What if it goes on closeout for 15 bucks? Okay, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. The guy missing is Ricky Fowler. He didn't get in this, this tournament. And he, last year he created a big problem or big issue with uh, wearing a Hawaiian shirt untucked. It's a button-down Hawaiian shirt. I, I liked that. it. I liked yeah. it. Why not? You know, golf needs Harrison to Frazier did that for a while. Not a yeah. Hawaiian shirt, but he wore a button-down, short sleeve shirt. I remember he did it to Nelson one so year. So did Paul Azinger. Yeah. He had that, too. I think he, cause he was repping for Tommy Bahama. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I wish they would just allow anything. It doesn't matter. You okay with shorts? I am. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that last night. One of my first impressions when I walked onto a PGA Tour event was seeing how crisp and how together all the pros were. All their all their clothes looked like they they cost a million dollars each. They didn't have a cre- they didn't have a wrinkle. <laughs> I don't know, wasn't there a was it the British Open a few years back where Jordan Spieth looked like he just dumped all of his stuff out of a garbage yes. bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like the most wrinkled shirt I've ever seen a professional wear. Right. Normally, yes, they're all super squared away. But I guess they just when they arrive at whatever tournament they their manufacturer just has a box with all the stuff they're going to wear, and somebody irons it and for them. And they lay it out for them. Steams it for them. Yeah, they give them the, the, the four-day set. But what's crazy is when you go to a PGA uh, merchandising show, at least when I went back up to five years ago, I think, everybody wears khaki pants. I never see khaki pants on a PGA Tour player. I haven't had a, I haven't had a pair of khaki pants on in my business career. Really? I wear black or navy pants because... Khaki for guys, we we mess up. I don't wear white, and I don't wear khaki pants because like things like can. Pants. Wait a minute, spill. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I was wondering where you were going with. I that. wear black. I thought he was going to talk about when he had that time of the month. Yeah, uh, it nope. is eight forty nine.
on the little ticket. We are virtually remoting four PGA Tour Superstores, three great stores, two in Plano, one in Southlake. Be sure to check out their um, free-fitting van experience. So uh, you get your own bay, you get your own fitter, and they have every club, every shaft under the sun to check out. They have your, they have your uh, like track man, but it's Foresight GC Quad, which is their, their idea of track man. Works very well. And if you buy $100 of anything today, uh, go to the checkout stand. Say you heard it on the tee box, you get $20 off. So you could buy We're two, worth 20 bucks. two dozen Pro V1s, which are over 100 bucks, mm-hmm. and they'll give you 20 bucks off two dozen Pro V1s? Something like that. Maybe. Are you sure? Maybe not, maybe not on the map pricing stuff. But if you add other stuff to it, let them work it out. Just bring it up to the register. Well, I don't want to disappoint our P1s that they go get two dozen P... I think if it's map pricing, you got to be a little bit careful. So the only ones I know that have map pricing are, are Ping and, and Titleist. Up no, they all have map pricing. But they they're the only, those are the only two that don't allow discounts, right? No, there are all the golf ball companies have map pricing. Okay, let's say it's not a golf ball. <laughs> say it's a golf club. Okay. All right. Just go over there. <laughs> Buy a, buy a shirt, buy a pair of pants, buy some socks, buy some tees. Get 20 bucks off. Get 20 bucks off just by mentioning the little tee box. All right, up next, people are changing. They're moving from one club manufacturer to another. What's the impetus, and who's left out there to grab? We'll talk about that next on the little ticket. We, the tee box, Craig, Rick, and Eli Jordan. Country Force Light. As a plus one today because we're going three hours to 11. Whether you like it or not, if you don't, we're sorry. But when management tells us to go three hours, we go three hours. Because we're going to lead you into NFL football. We are doing a virtual remote broadcast for PGA Tour Superstars, also our lead sponsor. 49 bucks for a fitting. That's rock star pricing right there. That is rock star pricing. And they have this uh, Players Club Plus membership. It's 100 bucks a year. Okay? You get unlimited 30-minute lessons or sessions in the practice center. You get 30 free club regripping services. Includes that, that's with labor, or for labor. Uh, 50% off select club repair services. And uh, right now, you get 30 bucks off on that. Hmm. So you should check that out. That's actually just, just the regripping. Because I don't think enough people regrip their clubs. I think they let that go way too long. I'm due. Yeah, you're like the guy, you, know, you don't. Would you use the same golf glove for like three years or something like that? And until it either rips or um, I lose it, or yeah. I, it, yeah, I can use one for six months. So check it out, PGA Tour Superstores. We love them long time. They're in South Lake and two in Plano. And at nine ten, got a COVID update, and I have a big question on TV viewing. Huh? Yes, you too. But before that. This segment proudly sponsored by Classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Tollway. And they got specials like you wouldn't believe, 1.9% financing. They got credits coming back. Any remaining 2020s on the lot, they'll be yours for a song. So check them out. I looked at their website yesterday. They've got a couple really um, sweet pre-owns. Yes, they do. At really good prices. So check all that out. Just saying. Classic BMW. All right. So earlier this week... It was announced that one uh, John Rom, who is top five in the world yeah. easily, 
And he's kind of been that way ever since he started. I mean, he came on that scene very fast and was very successful. And he was a tailor-made guy. He was probably, <clears throat> let's think about this, got Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. who just re-upped with them. Can't imagine what that's worth, being the number one player. I wonder how David Winkle worked that, our local uh, golf agent. Multi, it's a multi-year um, extension to keep him tied to the brand he's been since 2007, so he's never changed. That's really good. Yeah. Rom's really ranked good. number two in the world, by yeah. the way, so he's got one and two. That's pretty darn sweet. But John Rom is now with Callaway. And it's not a head-to-toe deal. Well, I guess it is, except that his, uh, he has a clothing deal now with Travis Matthews. So he's That's not... Callaway. Is it really? Yeah, Callaway. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, very good. So yeah. I guess he was with Adidas. Yes. Okay. Can't imagine what that stuff's worth. And I look at somebody like, uh, oh, let's say Brooks Kepka, who hasn't had an equipment deal in two years. I don't think Tony Finau has one, but Brooks Kepka, four-time major winner. I still believe, guys, that if you win, the money will follow. Quit chasing money via equipment. You can do whatever you want with apparel, but don't mess with your clubs, right? So it's interesting. Rom got a big number, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> Plus bonuses. I th- and um, a few weeks ago, we had uh, I had Joel Edwards on mm-hmm. uh, when you were gone, and he he talked about back in the. 80s and 90s, how the money was rampant, and he was... Paul Stankowski used to tell me that. Yeah, Paul Stankowski was the only player, I think, in the history of Callaway that didn't have a head-to-toe. Remember, he had Bugle Boy. Yes, he did have Bugle and, Boy. Uh, so he double-dipped pretty good. Yeah, he did. Um, that and dried I, up, though. Huh? That kind of dried it's up. It's completely, even... Um, so you look at a guy like Kevin Chappell, mm-hmm. who's not a bad player. Right. And he linked up with Truespec. Know who they are? Yeah, the shoes. Is it the shoes? I don't think so. No, you're thinking of True Links wear, I think. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a club fitter. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And um and he and he's he's linked up with them and they're owned by a golf magazine. Yep. That's true. And uh back east. We don't have any club fitters with us, but um that we Did own. You say True Spec? True Spec. Yeah, it is, it is it is a club fitter. Yeah, he is absolutely correct. So you, I think you get you get stuff like that now. I don't think I don't think you're gonna see big deals anymore. I don't except the top ten guys. Top ten, maybe top twenty. I don't even it depends know. Depends on how much of a marquee guy you are. If you're on TV a lot, you'll get a big deal because that's all they want. They yeah. just want exposure. Yeah. But Eli, when's the last time you bought a club? By the way, Eli Jordan, our managing editor at Avid Golfer Magazine and also co-host of Country Force, which is preempted today. When's the last time you bought a club based upon a pro hitting it? Never. Craig? I think I bought um, an Orlamar way back in the day when somebody used or Sonertech when, Sonertech when, Todd, when Todd played it. It was at those low... Um, whatever they were, they kind of they kind of copied Adams Golf, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's and a little hybrid. Orlamar was a pretty big player. I think I bought an Orlamar because somebody on tour was hitting it really good. The last time I saw where a club was immediately pounced on by the by the public was when Nicholas won the '86 Masters. Now the first, I will say this: the first his um, putter was ugly too. That McGregor. was that McGregor, but the first 
big boy set of golf clubs I bought once I was on my own. <laughs> got rid of the Flintstone clubs? I I went and got a pair. I got a set of Yamahas because that's what Mickelson played. Wow, that's a long time ago. And that was my first big boy set of golf clubs. I My, my point is, I'm just when they're throwing all this money right now, apparel-wise, anybody can look like a pro player because you see it, right? You see a Nike shirt. You see that new blade collar that Tiger wears, and – you go, all right, I could do that. I, I think I think to your point, I think the golf ball, I think the Pro V1 gets played more than anything else because most of the pro, because that's the number one ball on tour. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it is that much better than any of the other. I have Not for theory, my talent level. I have no. the theory that the Pro V1 comes out and they're a little bit better than everybody else, and they come out with a new ball every two years. Mm-hmm. And within a year, everybody catches to catches up to them. Right. So that middle year, like we're in right now, everybody comes out with their new balls that are identical to whatever the Pro V1 is. For less money, too. And it's usually 10 bucks a dozen less. And so I think that they're all – but everybody still plays the Pro V1. When you look, when you ask PJ Superstores what the number one ball sale it is, I guarantee it's Pro V1. And, and so I think we all play that because the pros do. Um, and I think drivers are very, very um, – and that's why a lot like TaylorMade and Callaway fight for drivers. I know, and I think that you know, hey, look, that's and I and I until I th- you watch a pro hit it exit stage. But right. here's the thing: the genius who was it a few years ago that did the white white head? That was TaylorMade. 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 Yeah, that was awesome. That right because we all could see Instantly it. Right? Recognize Instantly recognized. Instantly, let's say, hey, I want that white driver. Unless it was that or Nike had that um, the square the Sasquatch or whatever. Yes, that thing was that thing Callaway sucked. had a square. Face driver as well. After Nike that. came yeah. out with it, Nike's boy, those were just a complete fail, though. I mean, those were so terrible. It was a great name, the Sasquatch. Yes, I wanted eh. the Sasquatch just by name only. I didn't mind it. I hated the sound. The I sound the look. Awful. The sound was sound like a tin ears. can on the end of your club. Yes. Atrocious. But uh, but as far as clubs go, when these guys spend buku bucks for these guys to play their stuff, and here's a little secret. I mean, they still have that Daryl survey every Thursday. Well, now they do it every day, I think. It used to be just Thursday. They they peek into everybody's bag on the first tee, count up all the clubs, what ball you're using, what shoes, everything else. And then after that round, the next day, they might put something else in their bag. They just wanted to satisfy the, the sponsor obligations. Nowadays, they do it every round, so it's a little bit different. I knew a pro. This was when I started the magazine 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Got 50 grand. Put an alien wedge in his bag. <laughs> well, I don't he, know if I would take fifty grand to put an alien wedge in my. And bag. on Thursday, he put it on the bag. He never used it once. He just knew that he took a four iron out or something like that, and he put it in his bag just so he had it. And he got paid fifty grand. And on Friday, he took it out and put in back his four iron or whatever else he did because he kept all his wedges. Like he, like if it was an alien fifty-six degree, he had his own fifty-six degree sand wedge. And uh, but he took his fifty grand. Well, I remember when you were a struggling player, and you went by the practice screen, you went by the range. The club manufacturer would bonus you that week if you use their putter. They give you fifteen hundred bucks, or they give you two grand. Or Drivers, I remember Taylor made was three hundred dollars a week. Yeah, and if you won, it was an extra thousand. Or yeah, something, like something that, really yeah. cool. So if you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck, so to speak, I don't think anybody on tour is doing that anymore. No, not They're now. Not, yeah. I'm not now, but I'm thinking back in the day when money was a lot more scarce. Like when we asked our caddy buddy who's making a living on tour, even the caddies, because if you're on tour, you're making a living. Yeah. Yeah, it so. depends how much you want to spend on the, your expenses. So uh, right. you are you guys tremendously 
brand loyal. Like for example, I'm I'm going to get fitted for some new irons this Me coming too. week. Oh, wow. and and so I know that you're in the market yeah. for new irons as well. Uh-huh. Is there a certain brand that you're leaning towards just because you like that brand, or are you simply going off of which ones perform the best? Because that, that's where I'm at. Like I don't care anything about. It being Titleist or Callaway, I don't need the whole bag to all have the same equipment. So I, I, whichever I, whichever performs the best, that's what I'll get. So I so in my bag, I have a plethora of different. I mean, I have a Callaway driver. I have um, I have Strixon irons, and I'm kind of loyal to those Strixon irons because I find that they're really, really, really good irons. And some of the pros that we play with all play with those Strixon irons, and I'm like, all right, I'm sticking with them. But I think, and, and Rick has this biggest thing, and I and I, I don't think it matters. I think within a a, a a snapshot of six or seven different companies, when you add Callaway, TaylorMade, the, the even, add Mizuno, yes, Ping, it's which one when you put it down on the ground and it looks right to you. I think that makes a big difference. And that's I think the only thing that I look for. First is that I can tolerate standing over it and looking Absolutely. at it. Absolutely, and there are some instills confidence. Uh, the, the last time I got fitted for irons, this has been five, six years ago now, and those are you know the irons I'm playing currently, and which are Titleist, mm-hmm. Grooveless, and th- they were the ones that that performed the best. Mm-hmm. I my misses were more consistent, and the distance was not. Qu- there was one other manufacturer, TaylorMade. The TaylorMade irons that I was hitting were a little bit longer, but they're purposefully de-lofted right. to make you think you're hitting them way longer. Right. But the the misses with the tailor made irons were wild ass compared to the Titleist ones. So I ended up getting the Titleist. Right. But he he asked me when I got fit, is there any brand that like you just you can't look at? And I'm like, man, I, like the Nike irons, I can't stand them. Like I, I stand over them and look at them and I hate them. Make them. Remember the old Cleveland right. VAS? This was six yeah. six seven years ago. Those but. Cleveland VAS irons. Yeah. No, I the, couldn't look at that. Right. Okay. I mean, so. And then like there are certain irons like pings don't really. Do much for me, like the old ones didn't. I didn't like the old ones. The new ones are pretty standard now. All right, so let me bring up a a, a quick story. I like to tell this all the time, but it's to your point. So Craig and I go to a local uh, golf store, and Craig wants to look for a driver. So he go gets fitted, and I'm watching him. And they made they purposely made it so everything was a blind test. He didn't know what he was hitting. Now, by far, they had no track man there, though. No, but but. There's one club he hit better than the others. He goes, wow, I really like that. That's really cool. What is that? He goes, that's a Mizuno. I'm not playing that. Nobody plays that on tour. <laughs> so it's kind of like, but well, that's how some people are. They're brand conscious. Yeah. And maybe I, unconscious. I look at it this way, okay, and I think this is fair. When you look at Titleist, Nike, not Nike, Titleist, Callaway, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, Strixon, um, Ping. Mm-hmm. Those six companies right there, the R&D of their clubs and their R&D of their technology, you're getting the best. If you go outside those six, they're not going to have the same level of technology as others. More than likely. More than likely. But when I had my uh, driver fitted, it was the last club I ever would have figured I'd I'd have picked. So I think you'd go in with an open mind. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. So it... I would do that again. Brand conscious. These guys are spending a lot of money for you to to uh, uh, motivate you to buy their. Okay, equipment. so let me. So let's. So you are the editor of Avid Golfer Magazine and a radio superstar. Yes, yeah, superstar. So uh, would you say? Um, oh, let's. Can we bring this? Yeah. 
let's bring this up next. We, I want to ask you. Time. I want to ask you this question. And we got a little COVID talk, and I have a, a sports TV viewing question for the masses, and that was brought to you by the greatness of Ideal Golfer. You can still get a stay and play for two, for only two hundred fifty nine bucks down at Horseshoe Bay, or get the passbook, or get the passbook. And by the way, if you're coming to go get your golf balls. I'm doing a huge sale on shirts. Any shirt in the whole place is 15 bucks. There you go. And so, also, you can play uh, Waters Creek. They have an executive course. Par 60. Par 60. You get to play it twice, and it's only uh, $15. So check all that out at idealgolfer.com. All right, up next, Craig has a question for Eli, and I got COVID and uh, TV talk next. 919 on the ticket. Good morning. Welcome to the little tee box. Craig, Rick, Eli Jordan are plus one today. We're going to 11. 11, because we're going to lead you into NFL football. So we'll have a segment, Country hey, Force Light. Can I give you the sponsor for this segment? Yeah. Can I steal it? This segment is sponsored by Arcus Golf. Nice. And I'll tell you why in a minute, as I ask, as I ask Eli this question. Okay. So, and, and we were doing a PGA Superstores, PGA Tour Superstores, virtual remote today for their three stores, South Lake, two in Plano. If you want to get the uh, the van fitting experience, probably best to uh, make an appointment online for that. Perfect. Since it's cold today, most people are going to want to hit balls indoors. Yeah. So set that that you'll enjoy it big time. And if you spend five hundred bucks, uh, they'll waive all the fitting fees. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't take much to spend five hundred, especially if you fall in love with a new piece of equipment that right. will help your game. So I'm going to tell you this story. Um, because I think it, it's fitting uh, to uh, recap what we were just talking about. Both Eli and Rick are looking for new sets of irons. Mm-hmm. They're about to go get fitted for them. So last week, my son comes to town. My son was a pretty good player in high school and college, and he has had the same set of irons that he that we got him in, as a senior in high school. Okay. So they're 10 years old, mm-hmm. and techno- technologic, they're not technologic. <laughs> Keep going. They're not up to date. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Continue. And he comes. He says, "Hey, can we go play golf?" And I said, "Sure, but you don't have any clubs. You want?" He has his set that he from before that. He had an right. old old set of pings. I said, "So I call up uh, our buddy Jeff Levine over at Cowboys." I said, "Hey." Thinking about going to play a few holes with my son. Do you have a rental set out there? He goes, sure. Of course they do. So we go out there, and Philip has never hit a tailor-made club in his life. Mm-hmm. They have tailor-made M6s. Okay. He's a, he hits the ball a long way. He immediately said, oh, my God, do my clubs suck. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, those aren't fitted for you. He goes, it doesn't matter. I can just tell they're a different yeah. club. So if you have 10-year-old irons, it's time. Yeah, mine are like seven. And so I asked I, – I, I, so I think that – and how old are yours, uh, Eli? I want to say that I got these 15, 2015, so getting close. Six years old? About six years, yeah. So it's time. Probably. Well, and, you know, as for much mine, as you've played. Yeah, this last couple of years I've played a lot. And not only that, but my grips are starting to get to the point to where they need to be replaced. And, well, I could go spend 200 bucks getting all of them re-gripped, or I could put that towards new irons. It just so it, it I makes like that sense. rationalization. That's yeah. good. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> so let me give you a hypothetical. Okay. You go get fitted, and you go see, and there's no – 
So let's just hypothetically say Strixon's the best. And they they're they're six yards further and than every other iron, but every other iron's kind of close. And there's another company. Let's pick one that we don't have any Tour Edge, who was in that little range, okay? And Tour Edge comes to you and says, "Hey, you're editor of Avid Golfer Magazine. We're gonna set you. A, we're gonna set you up a set of set of irons." So it's without same, getting fitted, he would already fitted, and, and okay, and, and they were in that range, but. The Srixons were six yards longer and more consistent. But, but these are free. But these are free. <laughs> That's a good question. Which I way mean, do you go? I, I don't know. I mean, I think as much as I play, I, I'd probably lean towards the ones that were going to give me the best performance. It'd be hard to turn down a free set of irons, though, you know. Well, how about this? Isn't, so let's, but, say you're not, let's say you're not playing up to your norm. What are you going to tell everybody? Yeah, but I got these for free. It's the the bank. Uh, yeah. that, is isn't that weak. what Mark Brooks did after he won a PGA Championship? Oh, look at how that worked out. Isn't for him. that how? I mean, how many guys have we said Corey that Pavin. Corey Pavin? I, I wonder at our level how much difference it would have made because they're a stroke. They're one stroke off right. over four rounds, and they that's devastating. Yeah, they miss a cut. For yeah. us, if we're one stroke off over four rounds, do we even notice? No. Or do we care? No. And I don't know. I mean, I, the the free irons, the, the sirens call of the free irons would be nice because, you know, I've uh, saved up a little bit of money myself, and then, you know, that's kind of what I asked for for Christmas. you got to hit girlfriend. them well. I agree. Yeah. But, if, but if the difference is negligible, then so what, using that money for something so else define, like to, to help okay, so you're do what, some it, stuff around the house or whatever it might be worth. So you're a five or six handicap? Five, yeah. Okay, so what's negligible? Like I said, if if – you're on the you're on the track, man, and you're hitting seven irons, and every seven irons going 170 yards, and they're within this. And all of a sudden, you put the Srixons on, and they're 175 yards. But how's the pattern? Is the pattern tighter or wider? Just a little tighter, enough to notice it, but not enough to. Well, okay, this much I'll tell you. Let's say that the difference is, let's say, a couple of shots per round. Let's say that I my handicap goes from a five, and I start playing the, the tour-edge irons, but I got them for free, and my handicap goes up to a seven. I can make up that two shots practicing my short game probably pretty quick. Yep. Because my short game's not all that sharp. If I lost a couple of shots with my iron play, I could make a conscious effort to get out and really work on my putting and probably get those strokes back. So, I don't know. I mean, it's... See, I'm thinking when you're hitting a ball and you flush it, and it and it fits your eye as Tiger you say it goes through that window mm-hmm. and it looks great. I'm opting for that because I I've been the type forever. Every time I try and scrimp on something, but every time I use it, I'm I'm not as satisfied as I'd like to be. The okay. money goes out my okay. My head all right, I'll quick. give you a difference. I'll give you another one. All right, you're hitting all all the clubs and all the clubs are almost the same, right? And they're all what 800, 800, 900 bucks for a yeah, set of irons. A grand. I think. Let's call it a grand. A thousand yeah. bucks. And you're in this tight, Titleist, Srixon, Bridgestone, Callaway, Ping, they're all here. And they're and they're just the same. And all of a sudden the guy says, Hey, just for grins, hit this one. And this one goes ten yards longer, is way more consistently straighter. And he says, Hey, you just hit a PXG. Now here's the thing, because you're on media. They're about thirty five hundred dollars. I can get them to you for nineteen hundred dollars. 
twice as much. With Country Force mentions. But you <laughs> are killing this club dramatically better than anything yes, else. Yes, I, I, I would shell out the extra. Yeah. I think I would, too. Because really? I've, I've about budgeted for about 1500 bucks. So what number, if PXG were better than everything else, and when you hit it, what number would you pay for that wow fact the one you just said that would be a what if it what if they said hey we can get you 10 percent off is 2700 dollars? but man look how much better you hit this no way i'm three thousand dollar irons is absurd i just can't see anything being that much better i i know that it's not your hypothetical you are hitting it much better i don't see any no offense to pxg but that's what they how they profess themselves i don't think if you're spending normally thousand dollars for a set of irons and now you're going up twice three times as much I don't think you're getting three times better. Okay, so I just want this one favor from both of you as you get fitted. Make sure when you get fitted that you hit the PXG, just to see. Okay. I have What, hit. so I'll fall in love with them and then realize I can't afford them? <laughs> we've, all just, we've all just agreed that there's no way they're going to be dramatically better. No, but, you're not going to make your game three times better. But there is going to be a certain level that, are, that, that maybe they're better and maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. A lot depends on the shaft, too. The two time the, the time I got fitted, the PXG wasn't in left handed yet, and so and now they have a new PXG, a PXG two. Well, I'm going to go in there with an open mind because again, my driver was nothing that when I ended up with mm-hmm. was nothing what I thought I was going to start with. So uh, just go in there. Yeah, just that's, that's the, the idea. I mean, like I said, I'm not. And then if tremendously it's close, brand loyal, whatever. And then if it's close, the then the money starts talking. Yeah. Okay. Okay, real quick, COVID. So I have to get a test every two weeks. My mom's in assisted living. It's the only way I can go in to see her. So I go down to Globe Life Park. Maybe it's because of the way I've been mentioning this on the radio. But normally when I go there, it's uh, I'm usually one of three cars, mm-hmm. if that. I went on Thursday, and there were three lines of cars 10 deep. And I'm wondering, and I've been doing this for about a month and a half now. It's the first time I've seen it that busy. Maybe the Christmas hangover? Could be that. Could be the the multitude of listeners on the tee box that heard that and said, I'm going to try that out. But whatever it is, I was amazed about the increase in population there. I really was. That was crazy. Last thing. So the Mavericks are playing now. Not a huge Maverick fan, but I like to throw them on every once in a while. I'm definitely a Stars fan, and I'll throw Rangers on when I want some background noise. I have Fios, which means I can't get FS1. How am I supposed to watch any of those teams, Eli? That sucks. Oh, Fox Southwest, you don't yeah. get you don't get it. Nope. Uh, Fios took it off, and somebody else took it off. Everybody did. Yeah. Uh, You're talking DirecTV. Spectrum has YouTube it. YouTube TV. I think Spectrum, Spectrum, I have, Spectrum, I still Spectrum have it. has it. I think Uverse still has it. No. When did this happen? Oh, you know what Uverse does. You know what AT&T does? Because I just got to notice. If you want to watch Mavs, it's like sixty bucks a month. Yeah, pass. Said, what? So my question is this, from a business standpoint. You get a lot – all three local teams get TV money. Right. Well, if nobody can watch it, what's FS1 doing? Are they pricing themselves out of the market? Or yes, are, the, they are. are the cable operators being just jerks and saying, we're not going to – because you increased they, they, it by They clearly have to, have to be pricing themselves out of the market. But here's but why the thing. Would they? What's the, the Mavericks don't care. Why not? The, the other, they're getting their money no matter what. They get local advertising money. No, they 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 sell the rights to be broadcast on air, and FS1 bought them, and they get X amount of millions of dollars. Okay, for, how about exposure? Race. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Merch, all that stuff, yeah. right? To, uh, just word of mouth. So, 
why don't these three teams, why don't they figure out something? Because I haven't watched anything. Logan, when the Stars are going to be on in another month, and I want to watch it. Unless unless they motivate me to change to, like, Spectrum, who still has it. Who long, I think knows how long you, they're going to have And the it. problem is, I think if you buy the hockey package and whatever hockey package you get, if the Stars are on the hockey package, it gets blacked yeah, out. Yeah, it's blacked out. Yeah, it's like so, uh, the... Yeah. Sunday ticket, you can't ever watch the Cowboys game on the Sunday ticket. It's always right. blacked out. I'm just trying to figure out from a business standpoint, who's who's being the bigger jerk here? Sinclair, the owners of FS1. The company is called Sinclair. Why are they so high and mighty? They're, they are pricing themselves so high. And they're not getting no any local advertising out of that either. I, I just don't understand. I, I don't know that the economics of that business, so I can't answer. But, but just from uh, a common sense standpoint. I can't confirm this for sure, but I saw something speculating that Sinclair, since they own regional sports networks that have a lot of these rights, they're going to spin off and they're going to have their own separate streaming service at some point. So I think that's what they're angling for. That's why they're not interested in doing deals with any of the local affiliates right now because they're going to do their own standalone thing like everybody's doing right okay, now. Okay, that makes sense. But in the meantime, out of sight, out of mind, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. If I don't watch it, they're kind of – Yep. Anyway, that was brought to you by the greatness of Mercedes-Benz Plano and their uh, sibling, Ewing Buick GMC. They're all in Plano. All right. Up next, we talk about – the head scratcher that is Bryson DeChambeau. But before that, let's talk about the new passbook, Craig. Yes, thank you, Rick, for bringing that up. If you want to get the passbook right now, it's probably one of the very few places you can get a discount on any golf. Right? Yeah, nobody has to. So you buy the passbook for 59 bucks. You get two dozen Srixon Q-Star golf balls. Good balls. They're fifth. They're $26.99 anywhere you go. So you're already saving money. You're already saving money. Plus, you get 50 rounds of golf. You get to go play a uh, fun hour at a simulator out at yeah, Crush, Crush It. Yeah, Crush It Sports. You don't even have to play golf. Nope. You can play football, baseball, basketball, shoot, shooting yep. gallery. It's all cool. But you've, you've got, I mean, most of the courses out there are, but all of them are underneath the senior rate. Yes. So if you're not a senior. And most courses have gotten rid of their senior rates anyway. So it's almost $1,000 in value. You can go pick up your passbook. You come in here, by yep. the way, and when you pick up your golf balls, you can get any shirt for 15 bucks, and that includes pullovers like the one I have on now. Yeah, talk to so. Retail Rosen. He'll set you up big time. We've got Hugo Boss. We've got Under Armour. We've got Lululemon. Really? Yes. Lululemon? I haven't seen those yet. Yes, we did. Big do. fan of that. So, uh, so, yeah, come on over. Get your passbook. Talk to Susan, and uh, then you can buy a couple shirts. Oh, yeah, you can buy it online, too, and then just come in and pick up your balls. MyAvidGolfer.com is the place to go for your Or IdealGolfer.com. Yep. Uh, get you 2021 Avid Golf Passbook. New T-Box sponsor, lead sponsor, PGA Tour Superstores. They have one in South Lake, two in Plano, one on Accent, the other on Preston Road off the 121. And in the Preston store and the South Lake store, they have the van fitting experience. You get your own bay, you get your own person, you don't have to share it with anybody. And they have every possible club and shaft to put in your uh, put in your hands to uh, see what works out best for you. And if you spend $100 at Superstores, mention the T-Box today, go to the uh, checkout, 20 bucks off. How about that? How about that? So check it all out. The I love those guys. I mean, I I very rarely go in there without buying at least two or three things. They're like the Costco of golf to me. I, I can't go in there for one thing. There's something that always catches my eye. All right. at uh, We're going till 10, uh, 11 o'clock today. 
And in the 950 segment, we got a data dump of things, including a, a show that I think a lot of golfers are going to want to watch tomorrow. We'll talk about that at 950. But right now, this is brought to you by Club Corp's La Cima uh, Dinner Club. I like that place. You talk about Bryson DeChambeau. So he's still, right now, he's the most interesting man in golf. It's not even close, right? Interesting man. Well, I, I everything mean, that's surrounding him, his whole aura, trying trying to change everything that has to do with golf. Um, he's always tinkering with something, and now he's trying to swing as hard as he can, even on his practice swings. To his goal is to hit a golf ball on average two hundred ten miles an hour. Yeah, mine too. Two so, ten. What's average on tour? At 165, 170? Yeah, I would guess. If, like, the real long hitters probably go about 185 when they gas one up. I think Cameron Champ's the only other one that's over 190 other than DeChambeau. And they're all hitting now, mostly. Now, Finau went over 200 one time on a video they showed him. That yeah, did you see that swing? It's yeah. the first time I've ever seen him go to parallel. Yeah. So these guys all have an extra gear. Craig's told me this all the time. These guys have an extra gear when they need it, but they're trying to keep it in the fairway. But Bryson... And he hits the ball higher than anybody. I mean, it's almost a 200-foot high apex with a driver, and he's hitting like a four-degree driver. It's something stupid, right? Right. And they said in the offseason he's been working with Chris Como. Yes. Enough. I get, there are so many pictures of him with uh, little selfies on social media of him out at Dallas National because mm-hmm. that's where Cuomo is now. And, uh, yes, yeah, so he's in town a lot. But he even looks bigger than I last time I saw him. He looks he, more bloated. He never looks buff to me, though. No, no. There's no. See, I, I felt like seeing him yesterday. I felt like it looked like he had toned up just a little bit. Really? I, I did too. I, I don't think yeah. he's as puffy as he was whenever he first. But he still doesn't did look mass. You know, you know just tried it. He still doesn't look in shape to me. No, I agree. But I, th- I think he does look a little bit more refined than whenever he first just said, "I'm purely trying to pack on mass," and I that's agree all he that. did for yes. months. Look, it worked. I, he won a U.S. Open, man. It, yes, he did. And he Even won if that's the only style. major he ever wins, then you know he can it say, works. you know what, it worked. Well, I begin to wonder. They were watching yesterday, and again, Justin Leonard's one of the commentators, and I'm I'm liking his work on the on the Golf Channel. Uh, and they were showing his practice swings before he hit his tee ball, and it's full throttle. Three practice swings, he's swinging as hard as he can, and, and Justin goes, there's no way my body would keep up with that. No. And and as buffed as he is, and maybe as, as, his, as his muscular structure has changed a little bit, I just got to figure one day his spine's just going to f- completely fly out of his back, and it's just, I, they're going to be picking him up and taking him off on a stretcher. You know, one of the guys on Soriel's show is a uh, spine guy, mm-hmm. that guy Blumenthal. We should ask him about that. Well, I mean, I don't think you need to. I mean, there's nothing natural about the golf swing anyway. Right. You talk to anybody that studies biomechanics, and they will tell you that the golf swing is just horrifying on your body, regardless of the way we swing. I can't imagine what kind of damage it's doing to him where he's trying on purpose to swing 200 miles an hour. Like, it just it, – it it's not sustainable. Now, the question is – if he wins, let's say he wins a major this year, and then he wins a major next year, and all of a sudden he's got three or four, maybe five majors, and then his body just completely deteriorates, was it worth it? I mean, if, if he wins, let's say he wins three majors. If he can still walk. 
Yeah, if he still has the quality of life, he just can't yeah, play golf Yeah, the quality anymore. of walk. The quality of life. Giggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he'd probably agree with you that as long as he's still relatively mobile when he's 65 years old and he gets three majors out of it, then it was probably worth it for him. I mean, hell, it may already be worth it for him. Winning just the one major, I mean, think of all the press that he's getting and all the sponsorships that he's getting and all the money that he's making and for nothing more than being just kind of a self-indulgent weirdo. I mean, yeah, scientist. Every, right. I mean, everyone, everyone that ball. speaks about him doesn't really particularly have pleasant things to say. I don't think anybody really just – universally he's not universally loved on tour i mean i think but he is just, intriguing yes that's that's right and I mean, he draws eyeballs uh-huh. although when i was watching him the last two days i wasn't glued in when he was hitting the ball and and funny i thought he would be i think on 18 he might have had an eight iron in and see Something the funny crazy. thing is like when you say it's hard for you to watch yards. daniel Berger hit a golf yeah, ball yeah yeah it's hard he I just he has no hinge in his swing at all to me and it kills me to watch him it's like I don't want ever I don't want to look at it cuz I don't want it to influence me he's like a Steve Stricker on acid I, because maybe, Stricker I, doesn't have any he's very straight arm too and that's what DeChambeau looks like but DeChambeau's swinging you know 50 miles an hour fast well and, and, I mean I I do think that we're seeing a bit of a, a cultural revolution when it comes to the PGA Tour as far as you're starting to see a lot of very unique individual golf swings now. Whereas, say, from probably the early 90s to maybe 2000, 2015. From Tiger. Right when Tiger started coming on, it's like we all have to swing like that. Right. They all, like your your Adam Scotts and your Tiger Woods, and like they all had very, very similar swings. I mean, there were a few outliers here and there, but now you're starting to see guys like Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland, and you mentioned Daniel Burr, who's got a very unique swing. Bryson DeChambeau, Finau's. Wrong. I mean, right. I mean, they, they, there are so many different types of swings, whereas for a good probably almost two decades, this was the template, and this is how you needed to swing, and if you didn't swing this way, you weren't going to have success, and now you're starting to see golf moving away from that, which I think is very intriguing, I think because that you it, can watch all the different swings. But I, I do think that's a function of the teachers, too, right? Oh, I agree. There was a level of, this is how you had to swing by yes. the teachers, right? And you had a couple influence. You had Hank Haney, who was going to draw the ball, and you had... Ledbetter, who was doing this, and you had, uh, you know, the Butch Harmon, Butch Harmon, who, yeah, you know, and they all were like, "This is way, this is the way it needs uh, to be done." McLean was also had a, mm-hmm. a real rigid way of this is I have to swing the golf club. So I, I, I think that's true. And now it's like, as long as you're square at impact, sw- swing it as hard as you can, and get it square as impact, and that's what we need to do. But, and I, but to you have point, to agree that that does make golf more intriguing. It makes it more fun to watch when you see back-to-back swings from Matthew Wolf, and then you see Bryson DeChambeau on, on, on the screen next. And they're, you know, and they're, and they're so just polar opposites, yes. but you get the same kind of results. Yes, I mean, I, I remember back in the day when I used to watch the NBA, it was way more interesting when everybody shot jump shots different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. you had Archie Clark who hit, had it over his head, and Alvin Adams. World I don't, be free. World, I mean, I don't know how Alvin Adams ever made anything, you know, and, and – and, now everybody shoots the same way. It's very generic to me, or not homogenous to me. I, I, yeah. it's, and so I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Let's see how everybody's swinging, because I promise you when I'm with my group, everybody swings different. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, and now you're starting to see, just with your regular local municipal golf courses, you'll see people that are trying to imitate Matthew Wolf just to try and do it. You know, I mean, it's not it, it's not going to work for them because for me, he's obviously I, refined it'd be easier for me to do easy, Happy but, Gilmore than him. Man. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> so but long, I, I think it makes it fun. So along those lines, they had a study Craig turned me on this, uh, where they're looking at the 
obviously the distance is getting bigger. It's getting much farther. But they wanted to compare it against the shortest hitters. And what was it? The disparity. So back in the day, <laughs> this cracks me up. So 1980, Dan Pohl led the tour hitting at 280. Mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau hit a 322 last year. Well, two things about that. One, I'm going to bet that Nichols, Nicholas was longer, but he may not have played enough events to qualify. 80 might have been starting to hit his not getting it far. He was 46. At, you know, he, was, he was 40-ish. I was 86. Yeah. So at 40? I, yeah, I don't know. But So the shortest hitter back then hit it. Michael Brannon hit a 238. So the difference I was, didn't even know who he was. Uh, either I, is 35 yards. Did you notice how many years in there in the middle of Corey Pavin was the shortest hitter? Yeah. I thought that they went through every year of who the longest and the sit, shortest and who the difference. And maybe for six or seven years in a row, Corey Pavin was the shortest hitter. Hey, he won a U.S. Open. Yep. 35.6-yard difference. So you scroll up to this year. And shortest hitter, hitter Andrew Putnam, 277. So he was about 40 yards longer than the shortest guy back in 1980. He's only three yards shorter than the longest guy. That's right. The average difference this time was 10 yards more than back then, 44. So when they say they're going to throttle back the golf ball and everything, it's really going to hurt the short hitters. Because it's still going to be exponentially yeah. different, right? Right. And so now, now you, these poor short hitters that might have to hit a hybrid into a par four or a long iron, can have to hit so, worse. So that was who was the longest hitter last year? It was Bryson at at what distance? Three twenty two. So who was second? Because I I, I think, I think, it, was, I think it was Cameron Champ. Because I think no. the problem with that is that was an anomaly. I bet he won by twelve yards. No, no, no. Um, now it depends on how you do it. They have the you know they have the measured holes, which is different than all drives. And the problem with all drives is a lot of these guys that are long are not going to three woods off the tee, just because they don't want to hit it in the crap. So, I want to say last time I checked, it wasn't as egregious as you think. Um, so I got it right here. Okay. So driving distance that's this year. How do I get to last year? Right here. Yeah, it was Cameron Champ. It was Cameron Champ by point one yard. Yeah. Well, there goes my that so your theory grows my theory right out the flipping door. Yeah, but I think when <laughs> and I think if you put Champ and you put DeChambeau, the the biggest difference between those two is Cameron Champ hits his ball that far and the ball's no more like fifteen feet off the ground. I mean he hits a low missile. It's like a ICBM or something, cruise missile. So and, which one would you rather have? I told you right now, you're going to close your eyes right now, wake up, bam, you're going to hit it 320, or you're going to be able to hit drives long, but you're going to hit it in the trajectory of Bryson, the trajectory of Cam. Which one do you Which one do you want? DeChambeau. It's not even close. I'll take DeChambeau because the line he can take is amazing. Yeah, he, he can, can hit over any tree. He can basically cover any dog leg on tour. Cause it would seem so to me, though, that, that the way Champ hits it. and the, You I, better be able to curve it. That, if do but that. if you're going to do it, that you can keep that one on a straighter line. Right, but if you play in a lot of dog legs or a lot of trees and all that stuff, I, I don't know how often he gets blocked by that. Yeah. But, but, man, when you watch that track, man, that pro tracer, and, yeah. and Champ hits it, it looks like he's topped it, but it's going 300 yards. It's the craziest thing ever. All right, 950 on the little ticket. 
T-Box doing an extra hour today because we're leading you into NFL By the way, 73 golfers were over 300 yards average driving distance last year. 73? So during the break, see what go by decade and see starting, let's say, when Daly first went over 300, how many golfers would average 300 yards? Well, it would be one. No, I'm talking, you know, as as time goes on. All right, that was brought to you by the greatness of the PGA Tour Superstores. We're doing a virtual remote for them today. Three lovely stores, everything you'd ever imagine in those stores, uh, whether it's apparel, whether it's golf stuff, tennis stuff, um, equipment. You can get fittings. You can get a full uh, van fitting experience. And it's pretty worthy. I watched it in action yesterday. It is worth your time. And with this weather right now, uh, somebody very uh, smart told me when you're getting – Fitted for clubs, always do it indoors because you don't have any mitigating factors like uh, wind. So you're getting the full effect on a neutral surface, a neutral environment. So that's why you want to go there. And you get 30 bucks off your Players Club Plus membership if you'd like to do that. There's a lot of good stuff in there. 30 free club regripping services for a year. You get unlimited free 30-minute sessions in the practice area. And you get 50% off. Select Club Repair Services, PGA Tour Superstores. There you go. All right. What do we got next? We have, of all things, another data dump. Somebody's leaving and something we need to watch tomorrow. We'll talk about that all next on the Little Ticket. Crest Cars. Crest Volvo. Dot com. Crest Cadillac. Crest Infinity. Bring you this segment as we broadcast for the PGA Tour Superstores, our new sponsor of the tea box 30 bucks off players club plus membership that normally costs you 100 bucks and uh if you buy at least 100 dollars worth of stuff i think it, as long as it's not including map pricing titleist or uh ping you'll get 20 bucks off if you just mentioned the tea box at the register there you go that's worth the price of admission right there don't forget there fitting van experience where you get your own bay. They have every possible piece of equipment there. They have really good fitters. And uh, if you buy like $500 worth, if that's your purchase, which almost everybody does, it seems like, um, all your fitting fees are waived. And it's that's a good, good deal. So check it out, especially with the weather the way it is. We'll get to that weather here in a little bit because everybody's bracing for snowmageddon. Hey, uh, before we get into that, let's. we were talking about distance on yeah. tour. So in 2000, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, John Daly was number one at 301 yards. Okay. Care to guess how many guys were hitting it over 300 yards? In 2000, three, six. Just John Daly. What was the next day? 299.8. Tiger Woods was at 298. And then Davis Love, Phil Mickelson. We're at 288.7. Wow. So there was a giant discrepancy of distance. If you go to 2010, the number one driving distance was 315.5 yards. Okay. By Robert Garrigus. Mm-hmm. Care to know, this is 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Again, I said in 2020, there were 73 guys who averaged driving over 300 yards. How many guys averaged over 300 yards in 2010? Nine. Eight. Four. <laughs> Roy McIlroy hit it 300 yards exactly, and he was 12th. 
So I, I, I find this, and it, and it goes back to your point, Eli, that now you have 73. Distance, if you can hit it 300 yards, the golf courses aren't getting that much longer, so distance is becoming not nearly as important anymore because 73 of them can hit it mm-hmm. what, uh, over 300 yards. And I don't know whether that's technology or whether that's fitness, but I think a lot of it has to do with they're swinging it the way they need to, regardless of what that is. Also depends on how the grass is cut. You, you cut it away from the tee boxes, you're going to get a roll. You roll it into the tee boxes, mm-hmm. you're gonna, it's going to stop. So Sure. Uh, also, I think which, a, which holes they measure. Exactly. And I, I mean, there's so many different variables, but that it is statistically significant that 73 are now hitting it over 300 and only 12 hit it 10 years ago. And it would be interesting. And to I'm, see. I'm, I'm going to look at 2015 real quick as you talk. Well, it seems to me that the when we we do our fantasy sports and uh, we pick our teams each week, and the number one stat that everybody looks at, uh, it's the full swing stuff. It's the it's the proximity on approach, mm-hmm. and usually scrambling around the green are the two bigger factors than driving distance or putting. Yeah. By the way, I always marvel as every time I've done this and I look at the of every year and I look at the players who are last mm-hmm. uh, in driving distance. They're usually they're usually sticks. Yeah, they they keep their cards. It, it, it's it's so I, I it's the long drivers that tend to fall off the map. Maybe that maybe because it just hurts their back after. I mean, in two thousand ten, just so we were looking at that when Robert Garrigus was number one. Where is he now? Brian Gay was last, and he just won this year. Yes, he did. <laughs> he freaking won. I, I would argue that it's probably because those guys feel the necessity to really refine their short games and really work on their putting and really work on their chipping, whereas... And DJ the, did that, and look at how much it helped him. Right. The, he already the, had the distance. The gorilla ball guys, yeah. they think, well, I hit it so far that all I need to do is learn how to hit a a damn gap wedge inside 10 feet Bryson's going to score. Putting, Bryson's putting uh, improved dramatically this year, but his short game still is not up to par at all. But those guys that, that, that don't hit it as far, they probably say, man, I've got to put a premium on really practicing and really being good around the greens and really hitting good, solid iron shots. And Whereas the guys that hit it 340 in the air, they just go, well, I mean, I hit it 340. I, don't, I, I can just bully every golf course I play. Well, when I was watching it yesterday, and again, it's the first of the year, so you wonder how much these guys have been practicing and all that. I was amazed. I'm, I'm always amazed, and I, I try and picture the games me and my peers play. So if a, if a guy is is hitting a bunker shot, a 40-yard bunker shot, and we're thinking, buddy, anywhere on the green, we're, we're happy, these guys are putting within kicking distance. I mean, I saw Justin Thomas hit some stuff out of some major cabbage yesterday. It looked like looked like a pineapple or uh, vineyard or whatever they call it. But anyway, um, and he's putting within ten feet, and he, yeah. he couldn't see his ball or anything. So that's where these guys make their hay. But by the way, when you look at the bottom of last year's driving distance, yeah, let me I'll give you some of these names: Roy Sabatini, who had a decent year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. Graham McDowell, mm-hmm. a major winner. Matt Kuchar. Brendan Todd. Yes. I mean, Brendan, Todd, Brendan Todd was, was he's third awesome, to last. He's awesome stick on, uh, on strokes gained approach. And the, the guy who I marvel at more than anybody, because he was at the bottom as almost as long as Corey Pavin was. Rick Arnett. <laughs> no, Rick hits it. Uh, Jim Furyk. Yeah. I, what a career that guy's had for not hitting it out of his shadow. 
It might be the best trivia question. He's either second or third career money winnings. Really? Actually, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's behind top, Mickelson. He's top five. He's behind Mickelson. And Tiger. He might be behind, yeah, Tiger. Might be behind VJ, but he might be ahead of you. I, I got to look. He's yeah. he's like $75 million in his career. Yeah. Off the course. That's on course. Uh, on the course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, on the course. That does include off the course. And there's yeah. nothing about his game that impresses anybody. No. Except his scoring. You know, he's, he's the only guy to shoot 59 or less twice on tour. So he's, the he's only got a 58. 58. Yeah. So it shows you we keep on struggling for distance. Yeah, Furyk is third, seventy-one point three million. Yeah, each. got about a hundred thousand more than VJ Singh. Never would have thought. You that. know who's fifth on that list? Uh, Davis Love. Dustin Johnson already really? already fifth on that list. So where's Davis Love? And the reason I ask, he had the record for the longest time, most consecutive years winning at least a hundred thousand dollars when a hundred thousand was something. You Davis know, like Love years. is fifteenth. He's wow. won almost forty-five million in his wow. career. He hasn't done much lately, though. So. No. Um, a couple other things. By the way, Eli Jordan is joining us. He's our he's our managing editor at the magazine, also co-hosts Country Force normally on right after us, except for today. It would be on right now. It would be on right now. We'd be mixing. We'd be, yep, we'd be wrapping we'd up the mix. Yeah. What do you think about uh, – and these are just quick hits. What do you think about Michael Wan leaving the LPGA Tour? He's probably the best thing that's happened to them since quite a while. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about the LPGA. I love watching them. I love playing with them in pro-ams and stuff. They're great. I just don't know. I don't know if he was able to get more eyeballs to watch him, though. I don't know if his if his TV exposure increased at all since he was doing it. I'm going to say I follow the LPGA probably more than either of you two do. I follow it. I watch. I mean, I've got two neighbors who right. are on the LPGA. I don't watch it, and I think it goes to this whole conversation that I like watching it bombed. And but you don't see that on TV. You can't appreciate the bomb on I TV. Watch, you watch Shambo hit the crap out of it. You watch Tiger hit the crap out of it. You watch Rory hit the crap out of it. And I, I like watching that. It's the, I, don't like watch, I don't like watching people make 15-foot putts. That's not exciting to me. Mm. I, I will say that over the last six, seven, eight years, the LPGA has done a better job of trying to market their superstars. They've done a better job of that. As of late, and, and I don't know if that has to do with that there there are more marketable women on the LPGA than there were, say, 25, 30 years ago because more people do watch it than they once did. But you're starting to see a lot more commercials with LPGA players, and especially if you're watching the coverage, they you know they have some sponsorships, and mm-hmm. I think they've done a better job marketing their, their brand and their product over the last half yeah, decade. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. Uh, Tiger's got a new documentary tomorrow. It's going to be on HBO. You can stream it on HBO Max. It's going to be first of two parts. And from what I'm reading on the reviews, it's the exact opposite of uh, The Last Dance, where Michael Jordan had right of refusal of everything. Tiger had nothing to do with this. Really? Except being a subject. He's never interviewed. They use old clips. They talk to his old girlfriend in high school. You know, they talk to other people. But he's not included in any of it. Uh, as far as from his side of the story, so they talked to any of the women Hydrant Gate. Uh, maybe I don't know. I have to watch it. I'm not sure what Jamie Jungers is up to these days. I'm sure she's <laughs> what was probably, the one, probably pretty available. What was the one who was hot and was the the only one that was relatively hot? Ooh, I don't tell. know. There were a couple of them. Who could tell? Yeah, who could tell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jamie Jungers was pretty hot too. Yeah, she's the one that brought him down. Who could tell? Yes, yeah. yes. So, but. Uh, 
of all that, you start from you know prodigy to when miracle like now. to later when he's kind of fighting being a human and all that kind of stuff. They only spent a few minutes when uh, of his master's victory, which I thought was kind of lame. But uh, that's what what I've read about this yeah. is it's it's almost kind of like a hit piece. Like they don't really spend a whole lot of time talking about the the rebirth and and the the masters win from a couple of years back it's more just it kind of abruptly ends with the downfall and they just mm-hmm. briefly kind of glance on oh yeah. and by the way he won the masters a couple of years ago hey by the way so i google rachel ukatel mm-hmm. and i if i get out the r-a-c-h the first thing that pops up is tiger woods former mistress rachel ukatel on why she's appearing on doc after years of shame So I'll I'll watch it. Obviously, I want to I want to be able to talk about it next week, but I have a feeling it's not going to be very nuanced. And maybe that's what the producers thought they they don't want to make a puff piece. They don't want to make no. they want to make something that's kind of titillating and and all that. So you know, being Tiger Woods is it's no easy task. You going to watch this? I will. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm going to watch it. Got to. Yeah. I mean, I want to see what it's all about and. Let's see what the next week is about. And, I mean, he grew up near where I grew up in Cypress, California, so I knew all the places he played and all that. So, so there you go. Little uh, Tiger talk. That'll be after all the gosh, all the football. I'll need a break. Yeah, yeah. I will need a break. All right, it's ten eleven on the little ticket, as you might surmise, even though you hear Eli Jordan's voice. No country force today. We'll be taking you up to eleven, just like Spinal Tap to eleven. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was brought to you by the City of Arlington Golf Courses, Rangers, Tierra Verde, and Lake Arlington. Beautiful, wonderful. And every for every budget and every skill level, check out the City of Arlington Golf Courses. All right, up next, let's get into something we can all share. That will be puppy talk next on The Little Ticket. 1018 on The Little Ticket. Third round of the Century Tournament of Champions will be on later today and tomorrow. Tiger's documentary on tomorrow, HBO Max. By the way, I struggle my butt off getting HBO Max. Stream it. It's a streaming thing. Well, I know. It's an app. I pay for it, it, so my wife has to do it. Because we've been watching this show, The Flight Attendant. Yeah. Is that any good? Yeah. Freaky. Yeah. Freaky. She's the guy that played in... um, in uh, the uh, Big Bang, Big Bang, yeah, yeah, but Bazinga. it takes an <laughs> act of God to get it on our TV. Huh. Really? Yes. It is not an How easy app to, to use. It, on there? it what? It's not an easy app no. to use. You need a. Uh, I did it last night. No, no. Whoop. By the way, as we're talking puppy talk, Roku. yeah. So my wife took care of the puppy last night, so yeah. I could get sleep, so I could yeah. do a good job on the tea box this morning Thank and, you, and a good job you're doing and i woke up this morning as she was downstairs on the couch watching tin cup nice how hot is that it's a good flick one of my faves y'all ever been to that course down by houston that where yes. they filmed yeah. that final scene kingwood, kingwood. yeah, yeah. I've never been there i've seen it when you see it it looks i mean it's 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 a golf it's not hole. the 18th yeah. hole no it's uh it's like seven or something yeah. like but anyway when you see it in in person, you kind of go, yeah, it looks familiar, but it that didn't have any of the theatrics or anything. Yeah. Oh, this is a uh, movie. I thought you meant she was literally staring at a tin cup. Like down, I've had to Google this. Like on the street? No, the, uh, the Like you went downstairs and she's Mark, just staring at Mark a cup that. in the Did, kitchen. Is that on Harry Hines or something? Uh, PGA Tour Superstores. Have you not seen the movie Tin Cup? No. 
I thought you oh. meant she was staring at a cup Come in the on, kitchen or something. Lord. He's not a golf guy. I've seen The Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, I've seen that's a golf movie, okay, but that's because it's on the Golf Channel 24. By the way, underrated golf movies, you can find it, Dead Solid Perfect. Randy Quaid is the golfer. Very, very funny. Yep, good book, too. There's also another one that uh, Shooter McGavin's part of. Uh, I don't know what his name is. Is Happy Gilmore? Yeah, in Happy Gilmore. But uh, he did a movie about a real-life gambler. All about golf, hustling huh. on the golf course. I'll have to Google the name of it. That was really a fun movie to watch. All right, PGA Tour Superstores is our virtual remote buddy today. They're also our lead sponsor on the Little Tee Box. We thank them. Go to all their stores, Southlake 2 in Plano. You can get a van fitting experience. You get a bunch of discounts just by mentioning the Tee Box when you check out, so be sure to do that. And then at 1030, we'll do a little Country Force Light. Since Eli is joining us, since there is no country force today, but before that, uh, a little bit of puppy talk. Um, raise your hands. Everybody had a puppy. Yep. Yeah. They're. Uh, if you have another dog, they're much easier because they follow the older mutt. But if it's if it's the one and done, and you haven't had a kid or a do- a young dog in a while, it is a struggle. So I don't know if there are. Two people more happily married than my wife and I, but we've had a puppy for eight days, and it has strained our relationship. <laughs> yeah, because it changes everything. It's like a newborn. You this, can't sleep when you want to. You can't leave when you want to. It's it, It'll change your life. Okay, so how long should it take for it? We got this puppy at eight weeks. Eight years. To get house trained. Well, if you have another dog doesn't take nearly as much time because they just follow the dog wherever right. they go they and go what if, if, you you have a, if you have a dog door then it's up yeah i'd say it's up to the the owner it's not the dog's fault you have to train it right garbage in garbage out so how are you going to do that how what have you done so far to train your dog not to whiz or whatever we have i we haven't created her enough i think we've we've babied her too much well and then and this dog this dog goes to the bathroom like a teenage girl on a road trip man it's like every eight seconds would yeah. you know how oh <laughs> not familiar with that but yeah fair enough every eight seconds so okay. i mean it's it's you, you, you take her out she goes to the bathroom she goes she walks up the stairs she goes to the bathroom again so do you you are crate training her though correct not we just started again they're yesterday. not fanatics about so it. where is she currently sleeping on our bed yeah it's a bad idea Yep, it's like it's like putting your kid in the bed too early. She she's good and she's good at night though. She doesn't go to the bathroom at all. She wakes me up around three three thirty. I take her out. She goes, put her back on the bed. She sleeps till about seven. I take her out. She goes. That's not the problem. The problem's during the day. She no. just goes all the damn time. One, no dog door. Two, we're gonna, we're gonna get one because she seems well, like right now a, though. Yeah. But right now and two, just teach you, her to use the elevator so she can get down the steps yeah. faster. And two, no uh, no older dog to help it out, to train it. Yeah, that helps. It helps immensely. Trust me. It's just, it, it requires so much patience. Like you said, if there's not another dog in the house to kind of help out, it's, I mean, it'll try you for sure. Because not they, only that. They want to go out every two hours. I you mean, don't want them to. At, at night, it's miserable. You don't want to be their only form of entertainment either. So you have another dog, right. they entertain each other. So my mm. son had had a puppy, and he took her to doggy daycare, right? which was awesome. 
It's expensive, though. Yeah, it ain't cheap. Is it? Yeah. yeah. At this point, look at my arms. I look like an AIDS victim. I, I don't care. I, I wanted to. How does an AIDS victim look? Well, remember they used to all have scabs before they had medicine? Remember in the 80s? You don't remember that? I was AIDS-free. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Glad to hear that. <clears throat> well, so what are you doing for not, not chewing? For them not, her not chewing? So she, I've never had a dog bite her teeth like don't this. Don't put your hand in her mouth. Why would I do that? But I, she's nonstop, and she, if, she, if you take your hands away and you're walking away, she, she bites on your ankles right away. And so I've gone on, I've Googled it to say how do you get it, and the, the two things were... Dart it. Um, <laughs> immediately give her one of her toys. Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah? That doesn't last. Okay. And then yelp like a crying dog. So oh, you want to give please us a, let's roll yeah. audio on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Give us a little example of what you tried to do. Well, the funny part yeah. of it is my voice is too deep to yelp like a dog. We'll be like the judge a, of that. And so my wife will do it, and she'll yelp, 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 and, it, and, and the, she'll stop. But I can't get that high pitch to – she thinks I'm – Put your nuts in a vice, then do it. Mark <laughs> that. Nuts in a vice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think this is just proof that y'all do not need an extra hour worth of broadcast time. I don't want an extra hour. We did this two hours is the max. We did this as a public favor. Insanity. But I will say you got two strikes against you because you don't have an older dog and you don't have a doggy door. It's just it's patience, man. Yeah, it really is. And luckily, you you've got a breed that is relatively quick on the uptake as far as learning things not yet well but they are i mean as far as breeds go like i've got a basset hound and they are notoriously stubborn about everything Mm -hmm. and so i mean he was such a beating to potty train to i mean just he if they don't want to do it they ain't gonna do it there's nothing you can do to convince them. this is the first dog i've ever had that does not like going on walks now that's weird uh, give her a little time. When she gets a little older, she'll probably she's probably, probably a little overwhelmed it. by everything, you know. Maybe. Now, if you took her in the the back way where the golf course is, probably be a little bit more open to just running around. She likes the golf cart. I'll sit her on the golf cart. We'll drive around, but that's not getting her any exercise. No, peed on the golf cart yet though. Have you taken? Well, you haven't got your second set of shots, right? No. So when you do that, go to one of these doggy parks. They're fun. Yeah, you can't do that till your second set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the dog park is great. It's awesome. It? Yeah. They didn't exist when I had puppies before. Yeah, see, yeah, they didn't. They just built one near my house maybe about four years ago. And we'll take the dog up there periodically. He loves it. I mean, it's worthy. It's really strange, though. The way how dogs are, one, they're way bolder when they're on a leash. My dog will only bark at dogs on a leash. Only bark when it's. There's a barrier. Your dog's the, like, hold me back bro guy. Yeah. Like, when, when you're, like, in the, in the bar and the dude's trying to start a fight as long as his friend's holding him. But, yeah. It's a coward. She's the cowardly lion. So I take her to a dog park, and she'll mix and mingle with the dogs. But if there's a dog on the outside of the fence, she'll run up to that fence and bark at it. It's the strangest thing. Huh. Yeah. Very weird. Dogs huh. are weird anyway, but I love them. Well, I do have a built-in babysitter for the dog when I'm ready to go away. His name is Eli Jordan. I, hey, I signed up for that. I yes, told you, you I would help out. I love puppies. Just be careful. and He might not come back for a while. The lady friend is trying to convince me to potentially get another dog, and I'm just, we just don't have room. Like, there's, no, I don't have, the backyard's not big enough, and it's just, there's no way. So, maybe this will help 
you know, send her for a weekend. Yeah, but yeah, let, let us have how, how old's your uh, Bassett? He just turned six. That's a good age difference. Yeah, five six years old is good. How do you think? How do you think the Bassett Hound would do with a puppy right now? He'd be okay. He's he's pretty good around other dogs. He's a little sketchy around kids just because he's hasn't been around many. Mm-hmm. But uh, but other dogs, he's fine. He, I have found that older dogs, they're kind of like old people that young young babies and kids right. are just too much energy too. They just want to get lost, man. I need to I need to rest. I need my twenty four hours of sleep. So you got to be careful with that. When oh, I think, for sure, he's turning into a bum. Too, when I man. think of Bassett Hounds, I think of the show Coach. And when the assistant coach Jerry Van Dyke used to drive around, mm-hmm. carry around his Bassett Hound in the in the wagon, mm-hmm. <laughs> always made me laugh. Well, I think there's there's a common misconception that Bassett Hounds are just super super lazy. And and my dog, the older he's getting, the more he's starting to just kind of lay around. But well, I mean, he was he's not real big and fat. I mean, he's still in pretty good shape, and he runs around. He'll get the zoomies and be all over the driveway and all over the house and. Um, so yeah, I mean he hasn't been just a total just you know blob like a lot of them can mm-hmm. be, but but he's been fun, man. I mean as you know, I mean dogs are you know they'll they'll keep you company for sure. I mean back when I was single, I mean it was he was great, you know, because you actually come home to something, you yeah. know, instead of just walking in the house and sitting down and staring at the wall. So yeah. and I can always tell somebody that's a dog person. They they don't they don't retract. I mean they're not. I don't know any cat people. See, I'm allergic to cats, so like, he, like so the girl, the girlfriend wait, loves wait. cats, and she's always trying to beat me up into getting one. I'm like, I can't. Like, if you want me to just be blowing snot all over the place, like for the rest of our lives, then buy a cat. Don't they have those uh, hairless Don't, cats? No, it's no? not. Uh, no cat. It's not a cat. I'm out. That's a large rat. rat. Yeah. But yeah. you've seen those, right? Yeah, they those like those hairless cats. Creepy. Yeah. You want to talk about rat. creepiness? Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of out on the cat, but but I mean I don't dislike cats. I just can't have one because I'm allergic to them. But they're also the best icebreaker going. Cats, dogs. Oh yeah, dogs. That's for sure. Yeah, if you're about 25, 26, and single, go get yourself a puppy and just take it to the dog park. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Are single girls at the dog park with their puppies though? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Depending least, on you know, where you live, I mean, you know, I'm I'm more of kind of in a suburban area, so it's a lot of you know the older. Yeah. If you live in uptown or something yeah, like that. Right. If you're, wow. yeah, if you're somewhere where there's a lot of young professionals, then a lot you, of dinks, a lot of dinks out there with dogs, and the doodle is by far the dog du jour now. For yeah, a while, everybody loves the, the they doodle. Until read the heck out of that. Uh, that was brought to you by Union Bear Brewing, and also idealgolfer.com up next we're going to be uh we'll do a little country force light got a firing got the playoffs and uh one of my heroes passed away and i have to play in tribute one of his all-time sports rants but before we do that craig let's talk about idealgolfer.com yes let's talk about idealgolfer.com you're the king of the (laughs) pregnant pause I think he was actually asleep there for a second. <laughs> With his eyes open. Okay, you go to idealgolfer.com and wait for Craig to wake up. Uh, we usually have a couple deals up a week. Right now we have Horseshoe Bay, a stay and play for a mere $259. That's a $650 value. You get two rounds of golf, overnight stay. If you want to play, if you want to do it on the weekend, it's a $100 upcharge, but might be worth Why it not? for you. Yep. And that's good through, I believe, the end of March. And you can also get a sweet little round, actually two rounds, at the Waters Creek. That's up in Allen. Yep, Allen or Plano. I always get mixed up. Right on the, right yeah, on I the think cusp. It's, I think it's technically Plano. Right on the precipice, it's... right? 
And uh, they have a nine-hole executive course. It's 1,700 yards, par 30. You get to play it twice, so it's a par 60. They have six par threes and three par fours. Your best chance ever shooting a 59. Maybe. Maybe. Still got a chip and putt, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. So check it all out. It's idealgolfer.com. We've been doing this since November 2010, saving billions of dollars on green fees. Billions? Billions. I'm going to say hundreds of millions. Okay, we'll meet in the middle somewhere. (laughs) But check it out. It's idealgolfer.com. As always, more golf, less cost. 1038 on the little ticket. T-Box. Craig, Rick, and Eli Jordan, managing editor of Avid Golfer Magazine, also half of Country Force. We're doing this for PGA Tour Superstores, our new sponsor of the T-Box. We thank them. And also be sure to check out their great specials at all three of their locations here in North Texas, South Lake, two in Plano. And uh, they have the Players Club Plus membership, which gives you unlimited free 30-minute sessions in the practice center, which is nice, especially in this weather. 30 free club regripping services. That's labor only. 50% off select club repair services. You get 30 bucks off that. Normally it's 100 bucks. And if you got a PGA Tour Superstore gift card for Christmas, I'm betting some of you have because when in doubt, buy a gift card. That's burning a hole in your pocket. For every 100 bucks you you spend at a PGA Tour Superstore, go to the checkout, mention the T-Box, 20 bucks off right off the top. All right. Uh, We'll By the way, I did get a uh, P1 Robert gave me a suggestion for the dog. Dart okay, it. let's hear it. Dart it. Put a string of Christmas bells on the door you used to take the dog out and ring them every time you take the dog out. After a few weeks, the dog will start to ring them when he needs to go out. Hmm. Doing some Pavlovian techniques? It would yes. work if I had any Christmas bells. Yeah. <laughs> go to the dollar store. They're probably selling them cheap yeah. right now. They don't have any Hanukkah bells? Yeah. No. Put a dreidel on the door. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose. I don't think it makes the noise. Does it? Yeah. Okay, we're, we're taking you to the top of the hour because we have NFL football today. A triple header the next two days on the little ticket. Man, so I know Norm how great gives, is that? I know Norm gives his picks, but I'm wondering whether um, half of Country Force picks might be a little bit better. Get spreads? Maybe we'll do it in the next segment. Yeah, okay. we can do that. Well, okay, so we have, co- to look at we have Country Force Light. So Ty is, couldn't be on today because uh, of us, so blame us. But a couple quick hits. Mike Nolan firing. Anybody surprised? No. Were you surprised it took that long? No. No, I wasn't. I thought it, I thought it'd be quicker. You think? Yeah, eh, I do. I think they at least give it a few days so to percolate. I, I, well, I don't know his background. Was he a was he a competent coach before this? Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the aughts. Oh, so he's he hasn't been relevant for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, no, he was the defensive coordinator for that San Francisco team that went to the Super Bowl. What against Baltimore? Two years ago. Really? I thought it was in the aughts. He was he was like really highly thought totally of. Totally out of my mind. Because I that. thought it was a little as an outsider on that. I thought it was a little. Um, you know, you have a COVID year where you didn't have a real spring a real training camp and everything else, and you're trying to do a whole new system. Well, that was his first problem. Right. He probably Don't put in a new system when you don't have enough time. He was 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 too stubborn in that regard. He was the defensive coordinator of the Falcons at that time, uh, Eli. Okay, rock on. So, So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. It'll be interesting to see who they get. Now, 
Bob Stern brought up a good point. The Rams had a pretty good defense this year. When they got rid of Wade Phillips, they brought in a guy from somewhere nobody knew who the hell he was. So, but they have better personnel than than the Cowboys do. So they were talking to. I saw this morning when I was looking on Twitter, they were look, talking to some coordinator right now, who uh, worked with McCarthy back in the day, but he's he hasn't been. He's been a secondary coach. Hmm. Wonder if there's any way they would consider luring Ken Norton Jr. away from Seattle. Wonder if Ken Norton would consider. Would it be a lateral move though? Yeah. He may have Can been one that? of my favorite Cowboys. Really? Yes. Hmm. It was sad when he left. Playoffs, I'll be tuned in to the second game today. That's the Rams and Seattle. Although this year, this is the third time they're playing each other, man. It's kind of dull. And they might not have uh, uh, Jared Goff. who. But they say the guy who his backup, yeah, Wolford. he can run. Yes, he can. So... You're seeing more and more quarterbacks like that, aren't you, Eli? More yeah. r- run, uh, at least guys that dual threat. As opposed to a, a Jared Goff, who if the, if the pocket breaks down, he's got nothing. Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily you're seeing a lot more of the guys that that can that can run. I think you're seeing a lot of guys that are just the bigger athlete that can also run, like Daniel Jones, for example. Like you wouldn't look at Daniel Jones and think, oh, he's got to be pretty capable on his feet. He's fast. I mean, he's big and he's fast. So I think you're maybe seeing a little bit more of that. So the last time uh, a team had less than a 500 record entering the playoffs, they won their first game. Is so Giants? they're and they're playing. Uh, who are they playing at Tampa? Yes, Washington, Tampa. So I'm in a knockout league uh-huh. for the playoffs, right? And I had to pick my team for the game for today. And I, my son and I are doing it together, and we struggled because this because the spreads for Saturday games. Pretty tough. I mean, mm-hmm. you had that's Seattle. A, that's minus, the whole point, right? Right. So we took we took Tampa Bay, figuring that they're going to have trouble. That Washington will have trouble scoring. But to your point, as we're talking about it today, that might be one of the best defensive lines it's in Washington. Huge. And get the Cowboys problems. There's first. Tom Brady ain't moving around very much. So we'll see. Bucks are still eight and a half point favorites, though. So I took him minus eight. Actually, it was minus eight. Okay, yeah. it's gone up a half point. It's open at seven and a half. It's at eight and a half now. I think, and going off the pros real quick, I think Ohio State has a decent chance to cover that spread against Alabama. I thought they were really good last week. Okay, so I'll give you another one. So I was in a college football pool. The, this one guy uh, Is there anything runs you a, don't bet on? Just these two things, <laughs> and I know nothing about any of them, but here's the thing. I'm in fifth place. Right. Top four get paid. Uh-huh. So this was one where you had to rank every college football game by your picks. So the most, com- the one you were most sure of, you put 15 points on. Right. All the way down to one mm-hmm. point. To lose. And so I'm in, f- I'm in fifth place, top four get picked. And we have to pick the final game, and the final game's worth fifth- the most, which is 15 or 16 points. Don't I have to take Ohio State? Don't you think the you're, top... you're operating on the assumption that everybody else is going to take Alabama? Yes. Yeah, probably. So if I do, I mean, I could win this thing. If mm-hmm. I, so I have to. Or yeah. is everyone else thinking the same thing? They're like, "Ooh, maybe I should take Ohio not, State because everybody's going to take Alabama." Not the, then you take Alabama. Not the guys. And you win. Not the guys who are in first, second, and third. Don't you go? Don't you go with Alabama if you're in first place right now? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably. So I have to go root for Ohio State. And the traitor of Justin Fields, who left the University of Georgia to go play for Ohio State. 
Well, money's money, Chris. Yeah, that's exactly that right. Yeah, your I'll loyalty take, is going with. I'll take whatever guys. I win and parlay it into the lottery. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yes. Don't forget the lottery today. Six hundred million dollars and uh, bet accordingly. Uh, finally, one of my all-time great sports watches, and just he's just one of those old-time raconteurs, I guess you would call him. Tom Lasorda passed away at the ripe age of 93. The oldest living Hall of Famer when he passed away. He was the oldest living Hall of Famer. The fact he lived past 70 with that diet that he would cram into his gullet. I mean, he huge plates of spaghetti. I mean, he never met a dish he didn't like. And so the most important. Well, hell, didn't I'm he have his own yet. spaghetti yeah. sauce? Well, I mean, just <laughs> I mean, wherever he was at, when he'd have his press conference, he'd have like a nine-course meal in front of him while he was doing his post-game interviews. And he had the – so when he was running, he'd have the big belly and the shortest Tyrannosaurus Rex arms I ever saw. It was, it was very funny. And one of, the, one of the great videos is him getting in a fight with a Philly fanatic. Really? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I love and, that one. And in fact, the fanatic got thrown out. Really? Yeah. He was one of so, dancing on the roof of the yep. dugout, and yep. Lasorda got irritated so, with him. So Tommy Lasorda had a brief kind of sort of cameo in Fletch. Always comes back to Fletch for some reason. Such a power down. That is a power down. Why and is and Eli, Eli, we're going to try and save this. Eli has a, a little in with uh, Lasorda. What was your tie-in? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a tie-in. He he came and spoke to our uh, high school when I was a senior because um, if you're familiar with Bobby Valentine, Bobby Valentine, who was the manager of the Rangers, his son went to the same school that I did. He was several years younger. But Tommy Lasorda is Bobby Valentine Jr.'s godfather. And so he came and spoke. And Valentine played for the Dodgers for umpteen years. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah. So Lasorda and, and Valentine were real close. And of course, having both been managers, we had the chance to meet him whenever I was, um, whenever I was a senior in high school. So pretty cool. So nice guy. over the years, uh, certain coaches, if you get them on a down day, will have some of the all-time rants. If you catch him at just the right time, Lee Ilya from the Cubs, one of my all-time favorite. Earl Weaver and was a good one. Earl Weaver. But Tommy Lasorda had one. Kern, do we have this potted up? Because this is when, and I was at the game, when in Dave Kingman hit three home runs against the Dodgers. And struck out three times too, right? Whatever, yeah. yeah he was kind of like <laughs> one, that guy. one and done. Joey Gallo. So they asked Tommy Lasorda what he thought of the performance after the game, and thank God this is bleeped. Here we go. Can you give us just a few basic comments about your feelings on the game? Well, naturally, I feel bad about losing a ball game like that. There's, uh, there's no way you should lose that ball game, and that uh, just doesn't make sense. What's your what's, opinion of Kingman's performance? What's my opinion of Kingman's performance? What the f- you think is my opinion of it? I think it was f- f- put that in. I don't f- opinion of his performance. F- he beat us with three f- home runs. <laughs> What the f- can you mean? What is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his of of his performance? He hit three home runs. I'm off to lose the game, and you ask me my opinion of his performance. I mean, that's a tough question to ask me, isn't it? What is my opinion of his performance? Yes, it is. I. Ask it, and you gave me an answer. Well, I didn't give you a good answer because I'm mad, but I mean... That wasn't a good question. That's a tough question to ask me right now. What is my opinion of his performance? 
I mean, you want me to tell you what my opinion of his performance is? And they just did. That's right. <laughs> Guy hits three home runs against us. <laughs> he was a classic. And that was back in the day when you didn't have internet or anything. So these kind of uh, black market tapes would circle around, circulate around. And if you got your hands on them, they were just gold because you just, especially as a kid, when you hear an adult lose it with vulgarity, it's the best. It's th- not even close. I think his best one has got to be when he's uh, mel- got the meltdown on Kurt Pavequa about throwing the uh, ball at his head. He's like, yeah, he's he like, said, I'll bring a limo to pick him up, and yeah. for all the 130 hitters, he Very, said a lot that. more he other also, stuff. I can't. He say. also said Kurt Bavakwa had the had the only face that could hold three days of rain. What? Because he's, oh, he's so pockmarked. Oh my god, that's so cruel. <laughs> so pockmarked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't make him like that anymore. No, they don't. Bavacqua all right, couldn't it hit is water if he fell out of a boat. Stay hard, Tommy Lasorda. Yes, yes, yes. I'll take 93 any day. Okay, it's 10.50 on the ticket. We'll come back with a quick weather update because it might be some little uh, flurries this weekend. We'll do that next before we send you to NFL football next on the ticket. And this is what we call a wrap, a three-hour special T-Box broadcast. want to thank a lot of people. Gabe Sammons, the regional field marketing manager over at PGA Tour Superstores for being our virtual remote partner today. Three stores, South Lake, two in Plano, and the Preston. Bang online, pjtoursuperstore.com. Yes, and you can get your van fitting experience at either the Preston store or the South Lake store. And don't forget, if you go in today and you buy $100 worth of stuff, uh, you mentioned the tea box at checkout, take 20 bucks off. For By everybody. the way, they have a really, really good curbside service. Yes, too. they do. Yes, they do. And that fitting experience is, is awesome. It really is really cool. So not one for anything at a PGA Tour Superstores, and it's cold out today. You're not going to be playing, so go buy something. You can always add something well, to Well, not your... only are you not playing, there's a huge frost delay this morning. Yeah. Most golf courses are probably way delayed, so don't waste your time and get caught in the dark. Just go get a fitting. There you go. That's Craig Rosengarten. I want to thank Eli Jordan, the managing editor of Avid Golfer Magazine and half of the country force. Yeah, thanks for, for having me, guys. on today. Thank you. Sure. Kern out of your engineering. Thanks to you, buddy. Thank you. Back at the station, Jay King and DJ Riggenberg doing tickers twice an hour. We'll get you to, to the, well, about one second. Uh, it's supposed to snow maybe by 10, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. 10 or 11. That's, again, this is Texas forecast. It could be anything. But uh, I would like to see that tomorrow while I'm hunkered down watching a football game. Yeah, why not? We're not going to play golf tomorrow. It's going to be too cold. You know what I bet? As a matter of fact, most golf courses have already closed because they know they're going to have to cover their greens. You know what I bet? I bet the supermarket's are going to be packed today because people are going to be preparing for snowmageddon. And we'll probably get nothing. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, odds. Spreads. Oh, uh, Colts Bills. The Bills favored by six and a half. Bills are the popular choice right now. Yes, I take the Bills. Uh, I like the Colts to cover the six and a half. Okay. Okay. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks minus three. Seahawks. As much as I'm a Ram fan, I don't trust them. I, I don't also trust, like Seattle. There. I don't trust the Seahawks. Hawks. Okay. And then the football team getting eight and a half against the Bucks. Brady will figure out a way. That's what I figure. Yeah. Give me football team. I say football team. Wow. Plus the eight and a half. That's a lot of points. And mm-hmm. like we were saying, I think Brady's going to be probably under assault for most of the day with that defensive line. Okay. Do we have time to do next three? 
Yeah, sure. I don't know. How we doing back there, Jay? Uh, yep. Uh, all right, can't find them. They're tomorrow. All right. So there you go. There's a three-hour tee box. Enjoy all the football if this we, weekend. If Enjoy we did well go- on those first three Texas. Be, uh, be aware that there is golf tonight, prime time. So check that out as well when you get your football Jones done. And we'll see you next week on the Little Tee Box. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. KTCK AM Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM Flower Mound.